This isn't no funeral home. This ain't the Terror Dome neither. Welcome to Exploding Heads, motherfuckers. <laughs> Very good, Mr. Sims. <laughs> that's his name, Sims? Yeah, Sims Funeral Home. Oh, that's right. Yeah, see, always on point. Okay. Yeah, in case anyone didn't know what that was from, <laughs> that's from Tales from the Hood. That's one of the movies we're doing tonight. So, this is Exploding Heads, and this is episode number seven. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it took a while to get it out there, but it's it's there now. Yes. Lucky number seven. Okay. Well, we have a few orders of business to take care of right off the bat. Oh, gentlemen, Brandon Christian. Actually, I didn't introduce myself either. I just did a gag. So, fuck it. Let's not introduce ourselves tonight. They know who we are, right? Yeah. We're kind uh, of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the to the nasal nasally and, and whiny fans, yeah. Nasally and cute. Nasally and cute. Tristan loves us. Yes. He's so gnarly. <laughs> oh, Tristan? Not no, me? I was talking about the drug that you shoot up your nose to clear it out. Oh, Dristan, does that shit still exist? I have no clue. Boy, it was it's going to be a joke day. that's going to be edited out of the show. So, <laughs> okay, then I will not elaborate on it. Continue. Okay, <laughs> uh, we have a few things going on here. We're talking about. Um, well, actually, this one was. Um, this one was Christian's idea. We're going to have. A different. We're, we're still sticking with our numbers, our rating system, but we're going to have a different rating system as well because we always forget that other one. So there <laughs> must be something wrong with it, you know. So Christian, do you know offhand the the new format you've come up with for the ratings? I figured, yeah. If the movie, if we absolutely love the movie, it gets an exploding head. That means that it just like head blown. Just an awesome film. Uh, Head blown, always good. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how you look at it. Yeah, and exploding head too. Yes. On the reverse side of that, on the total opposite end, uh, I thought it should be a head implosion, meaning it, the movie was just so bad, just so horrible, our heads caved in with <laughs> hatred. <laughs> okay, for the film. So and then imploding there was, there was, is the worst. Yeah, and exploding, of course, is the best. Okay. Yeah, and then in in the middle there was uh, so if it's good, if the movie's good, it's a half hit explode. It wasn't that much. There wasn't that much creativity there. Like you know, just like uh, half the head blown blown through. Uh, oh. A middling or just totally average movie would be you know a mild rumble with some eye near eye ear and nose bleeding. So that's what we say. I want to give it a mild rumble with an eye, ear, and nosebleed. Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's not right. I, I have a feeling that every time we do it, I'm going to be looking to you to say, "What's that one called?" Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and a I'm poor to write movie. These down. Right. Yeah, a poor film is just no reaction. It just left us like absolutely no reaction whatsoever, and that would be before the absolutely bomb of a film, which would be the total head implosion. So a bad film is actually the best possible scenario then, because then you get no symptoms whatsoever. We want no, our no, heads. No, no. We want our heads blown. <laughs> yes, we do. In more ways yeah. than one. Yeah. Yes, of course we. So do. no reaction whatsoever. No reaction is second from the end, Brandon. Yeah. It's second. I think no reaction. I don't want my head to explode. That's what I'm saying. Well, yes, you do. On this show, you do. Yeah. On this, on this show, you do, buddy. In most cases, you should. Unless yeah. it's, unless there's blood involved, then then no. If it's John Carpenter's thing. Head explode. Yes. Yes. 
So no reaction is like a number two out of five, basically. Yeah. It's no reaction. It's not as bad as like a, a piece of shit that angers you. That's an implosion. Yeah. Right? So like it's just... a no reaction. I can dig it. So it's no reaction. It's head explode. No, no, no. It's implode from, from one to five. It's implode is the bottom. Then no reaction. Yeah. And then three was that crazy long one. What was it? <laughs> mild rumble. Mild rumble? A mild rumble Okay. with some eye, ear, and nose bleeding. Okay. There you go. Eye, ear, and nose. Isn't that like a doctor? ENT. Your nose throat. Right. There you go. Thank you. And four is a half head, right? Half head. A half head. That's just okay. your, yeah, no, I won't even get into it. <laughs> and five would be obviously an exploding head. Boom. Okay. Full blown, yeah. Full blown. Yeah. Wow. We got just all these double entendres for everything we say. It's pretty fucking cool. Who knew when we said exploding heads? Wow. But yeah. Um, now, we're sticking with the numbers, of course. One to ten is sticking. And we've decided finally, we've gone back and forth on how to do it. We are going to have a Hall of Fame, and the Hall of Fame is um, it's combined rating of twenty eight. Correct, twenty eight guys. Correct. Okay, you got it. So, if any movie is a combined twenty eight, doesn't matter how, it could be two tens and an eight, could be a ten nine and an eight, whatever it is, twenty eight is a Hall of Fame. It so, can't be a ten nine and an eight. No. Oh, you're right. That's twenty seven. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah, Math okay. is not his forte. And I was a blackjack dealer for fucking years. <laughs> you just give a blackjack out of 20. <laughs> oh, you win again. <laughs> oh, this, this guy's hot. Yeah, six, seven, eight, 22, dealer busts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're sticking with it. We're going to do that. We're going to have a very bottom one, which I don't know. What are we going to call it? The Hall of um, Shame. Or lame. Of shame or Hall of Lame? Lame, I think, is cool. I think shame's been done. I don't think anyone's had a Hall of Lame. Hall, hey, Hall of lame. lame. And a Hall of Lame is what? Nine or less, right? What is it? Nine? Nine or less? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. You everyone uh, agree? Yeah, you guys never give out threes, though, so that, uh, that's going to be difficult. You gave out a three last year. Oh, show. you got right. I gave out a zero. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. Raina gave out a zero. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Addition out goose eggs. Wow, <laughs> shit. So it'll happen. There will be some lames. Hopefully not too many. I don't want to cover too many shit movies. So, but we'll see. Okay, so that's that. Uh, iTunes. A lot of people, because we mentioned it on, on the last show and the show before, I said subscribe, as I always say. And I said, if you want to get involved in our contests, the way to do it is to leave us a review. And I also, you know, I was hoping we get reviews. And once we get 10, we get noticed. Right now we have nine reviews, all five star, thank you, and we have six written reviews, so we're doing pretty good. Uh, one more review will get us noticed, so anybody out there, just go and you don't have to write if you don't want to, but just give us something so we get a little more, you know, a little more action, because we're trying to spread the word here. It's only show seven. This is, uh, you know, I say it every week, it's a work in progress, so, but thank you to everybody, and the iTunes is blowing up. And uh, <laughs> please subscribe. And remember, I'll say it one more time. It's going to be two more shows I have to say this. But if you're getting this on the Banana Laser feed, get off of that and go on the Exploding Heads feed. It's all on iTunes. It's all on Horophilia. And we're all over. And Christian just noticed that we were some strange place I didn't even know that we were. Oh, Podbean. Well, that's where I host. Uh, that's the the site that I use for TGIF 13. Ba-da-boo. 
And <laughs> I thought you had to actually like do your podcast through that site to be on that. But I guess uh, Jason Lloyd and Horophilia, uh, the Horophilia Network, he's linked all the podcasts to that. So we actually have a dedicated page for Exploding Heads Horror Podcast on Podbean, which I thought was great. And we already had like 173 and counting. There might even be more now followers on that, which is great. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right. So the heads are growing. The heads are growing. <laughs> Double entendres left, right, and center. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I won't beat beat everybody over the head with the same thing I say every week. Just, Just do what you can. Spread the word. Subscribe. Do what you got to do and help us out here. So, and that's that. Spoilers. Spoilers. We're going to try to, you probably noticed we haven't really been doing too many lately. We're trying to take the non-spoiler approach as much as we can. However, with some new movies and where the spoiler, where a twist, if you will, really matters, we are going to put it in at the end still. But we're going to try our best to keep that as the very last thing we say at the end of the show before we say goodbye. So, we had the viewer, the viewer, we had the listener in mind. At all times. So we're trying to make it... There hasn't been a whole lot of feedback, but I think that's, you know, what people want. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. What's that? Shit. Who? Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Fucker. (sighs) You know? Talking about Die Hard 2? Fuck. Yeah. Spoilers. Any more? No? No more spoilers. I think it's safe to say we here at Exploding Heads are stroked. I mean stoked. (laughs) By all the positive feedback we're getting. Yes. Sorry, you guys are making so many. It can't be helped. They just write themselves these yeah. jokes. It just happens. I don't know if they're funny, but they just fall right out of our they, mouth. You know? They are funny. Whoa, nothing's been falling out of my mouth. Hey, <laughs> nothing's going been going on? in it. Right? This is a family-friendly show. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So, well, speaking of that, let me move on to, to something else. We... I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but there's been a resurgence among a certain person, a celebrity, if you will. And I went on Showtime the other day because I was trying to watch something, and I noticed that somebody on Showtime, uh, I believe this spring, is going to be given a new show. And it's someone that we've discussed here before, and does anybody know who I'm talking about? No. No. Dexter, Toxic Avenger? Nope, here's a hint. Toxic <laughs> <laughs> Avenger. Nope. This guy's him. Who? <laughs> it's Clay. Oh, are you know you're talking about because he's in vinyl too. The Martin no. Scorsese thing. No, this is his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a uh is it a sitcom or is it a reality TV? It looks like a mixed of mixture of both. I it's hard to say what it is. I just saw it advertised the other day and I couldn't believe it. I'm like and yeah. they had the audacity. Can you believe it? They're not they're calling this show Dice. They're not, not Clay? Calling, not Clay. <laughs> Can't believe it. Sorry to hear the gym business didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't believe it when I saw that shit. I'm like, we've been... Who the fuck has talked about Clay in a long time, right? And hey, I actually liked... He had a reality TV show that came out a long time ago now. I actually liked that one. Because everybody and anybody was getting a reality TV show. They were starting to get... I don't know, stale. It didn't do very well, and I, from the sounds of it, not many people did like it. But my wife and I actually really liked it because it was like try, him sort of trying to do the comeback, like saying, hey, look, this is where I've been, 
and I'm trying to work on my career again. And he wanted to like sell it a, a massive stadium um, where the Jets play. Uh, oh, um, Jet, is it Jet Stadium? I don't even know it's what it's not it, Jet Stadium. Uh, it's um, um uh, Meadowlands. I don't know what it is now. Anyway, Every, some yeah. corporate. That's the answer. So, or where the Giants play? Maybe it was the Giants. Same place. They okay, in the same place. All right. Well, there, there. But even as like his manager wasn't having anything to do with it, say, buddy, be realistic. And of course, Clay got pissed off then, and it was just it was just that. But it was done very reality as some skit skittish type comedy. But it was fun, and it bombed. There's six episodes, and I think it was on VH1, and then it's called Dice Undisputed, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Oh, Undisputed. No, no, that was something else. That was that was Mike Tyson Undisputed. My bad, I got confused. Because <laughs> that was good, too. But, uh, yeah, Dice. He's back. He's calling himself Dice. He's not going with... I just found it so weird that as the exploding heads grow, he's growing, too. It's just... Yeah, I would have called it Modeling Clay. <laughs> modeling Clay. Uh, for whatever reason, I think Dice... <laughs> dice got him a little bit more popularity than Clay. Or Roll of the Dice. Roll there. Well, they had... <laughs> He had a podcast too called Rolling with Dyson Wheels. Which what? Uh, wheels. Oh, if you haven't heard that podcast, what? check it wheels? out. The first is it a, what wheels, are you serious? Wheels uh Parisi. He's like a stand up comedian that he's been in like his old movies and stuff like that. They've been friends for a long time. Yeah, he always features them on his like stand up yeah, specials. Yeah. yeah. He's a b- bigger guy. He's lost a lot of weight now, so I don't know if he's much if he's a big guy he's anymore. Funny. But yeah, he's actually got he's got a good got a good uh routine as well. However, the podcast is absolutely fantastic for the first like ten episodes. They do a lot of shtick where uh, he pretends that he doesn't know where the show plays and doesn't know what a podcast is. Keeps telling him he goes to the radio, doesn't know what channel it's on, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> that gets a little stale. But the show itself, when they're actually recording new episodes, the first I'd say right, listen to the first ten episodes at least, and then you'll, the recorded phone call ones are probably. Uh, not as interesting, but worth checking out. I think I listened to all of them. He ran it for about a year and change, and then they kind of fell off. and didn't make it anymore. Fucking Clay. He keeps himself busy, huh? Yeah, running a gym. Running a gym. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't get over that. I was getting ready to watch something, and I saw this advertisement come on. And it was, I was like, you got to be fucking sure. We've been talking about this guy every week, and I haven't seen him anywhere in the longest time. And then I see this commercial. I'm like, what the fuck? Fucking Clay. But... You know, I guess if we were more popular, then he might decide to call himself Clay at this point. But you know, <laughs> I guess he's got to stick with Dice for a little while longer. It's a couple a years bit. from now, who knows? You know, it's uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll be the next big podcast. He'll be a guest on it. Yeah. Oh, did you want to talk about that one uh, cliffhanger about uh, David Bowie? The creepiness <gasps> of that. Wow. So you made mention. Do you want you tell the story? Why am I going to tell it? I don't know. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, everyone was here with me and listening. <laughs> we did it. We we happened to record episode five, the Clyde Barker special, on the night of the passing of David Bowie. Now, now we didn't know this. We started recording at 9, 9.15 like we always do. And I did a joke about, which is the line from Toxic Avenger, you know. He asked me to take, he said he was going to take me to the David Bowie concert He's not David Bowie. So I opened the show with that joke. And wouldn't you know it, two hours later is when the world found out that he passed away. So that was pretty fucked up. I was actually concerned. I'm like, man, I hope people don't think that I'm, you know, 
I'm ribbing on. The yeah, because the timing Bowie. was yeah, because it, it was released two weeks later. Right. But yeah, it was, it was weird because the next day it was all yeah. over the news. I'm like, did, what? Did Dave know this before we recorded? Because <laughs> I know he was using the line for the Toxic Adventure, but still, like, right. to fit it in there and whatever. It was just like odd timing. Crazy. And I, even if I didn't didn't like him, and I am a fan, but even if I didn't, I would never make a joke like that on anybody's passing. It's just fucking. It was just so weird. But I'll tell you what. This is the second time this has happened in recent memory to me. And uh, about four months ago, I forgot how long it was, Scott Whalen from STP, you know, he passed away. Now, I'm a big fucking Whalen fan as well, but I, um, I was doing a podcast. I was guesting on Evil Episodes podcast, also on Horrorphilia Network. And at the time, I, was, I had become a frequent guest. I, I was on like three out of five shows. They asked me on a couple of times. I came on, had fun, did a couple of shows. So... I came on, and Mike Merriman, the host of the show, said something about, hey, Dave's here again, and something else, and I forgot what it was. And I said, I said, yeah, I said, I'm stuck here in the Vaseline, which is a lyric from Scott Wayland. Well, after we got off that night, about an hour later, fucking Scott Wayland was announced that he passed away. So, probably, probably that don't joke. Don't quote anyone tonight. <laughs> yeah. Please don't quote anyone tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're you're like that cat in the hospital that goes to lay by somebody because he knows that that person's going to be dead by morning. <laughs> Whatever name pops up out of Dave's head tonight, yeah. you're dead by morning. Oh, oh no, do we te- play. Do you want to uh, test yes. this theory? Let's oh, test yeah, this theory. You- no, don't. Yeah, maybe maybe not Andrew Dice Clay. Imagine uh, that if it did happen. Holy fuck. Okay, oh. well we'll name someone right now. It, can- it has to come naturally. I can't just pull it out of my ass. <laughs> You know, it'll probably come up during a review somehow. It's it's always some somebody that isn't in the movie. It's someone, you know what I mean? Bowie wasn't in the movie. He was brought up, you know, the Vaseline joke was just a stupid thing by me and whatever, you know, it just, it, it just comes up. So I don't know. Well, Clay, I would uh, advise that you take it very easy tonight. <laughs> yes. Or, or the head of KY. Since <laughs> you were talking about Vaseline. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Very good. Uh, okay, do we have any more cliffhangers? I don't think we do. No? No cliffhangers? I don't even remember them. I'm surprised you guys remember them. I would never even bring one up because I totally forget. You know why I do know it? I, I only know because I listen back to the show when it drops, and then I hear it then. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then... You know, usually within three or four days, we're recording again. And that's the only reason why. Otherwise, there's no way. I mean, I, oh, I've, li- I've listened back to every show. I don't know if that's weird or not, but. <laughs> you got well, to check it out, make sure. Well, that's the question like... I want to ask. At what point does it become creepy and self indulgent for you to listen to your own podcast? If you do it more than once. What, the same episode more than once? Yeah, which I've done, so I guess I'm creepy and self indulgent. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're so. the, you're editing, so you have yeah. so you're listening. But like for me, I'm listening because I just want to hear how we sound. You know, we're I mean, I'm brand new to podcasting and the show is brand new. So it's like at what point is it like, all right, get over yourself. Start listening to someone else. <laughs> I listen to everybody and I listen to my shows because well more reasons than one. Usually by the time the show drops, you know, I like to relive the, the the fun time I had anyway. 
and I might forget the things we discussed in, in a manner of speaking because I have a shit memory. So for me, it's okay, you know. So there's two reasons to listen because you just want to hear it, and because you know you're you're doing it for uh, entertainment, but you're more doing it for what's the word research or yeah. quality control, if you will. R&D, and because we're so damn cute and nasally. Yeah. Yeah, who is the one that's cute and nasally? Is it, is, has it been established that it's Brandon? No, I don't know if we... Uh, didn't we just talk I, about I that? It's a, I could ask the guy who kind of like threw out that insult, but I'm afraid he'll be like, fuck you. You all suck. <laughs> yeah. Do it. What do we got to lose? That could be yeah, a cliffhanger. Maybe I will. It's a cliffhanger. That's a cliffhanger. I'm going to find out who's cute and nasally. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> all right. So, yeah, cute and nasally. Stay tuned. It'll, if, if it's not the next show, it'll be the show after. If, if It's probably going to be the show after because it always seems to be that way. So it's a, it's, it's a, a cliffhanger that doesn't come out the next episode. It's the one after for some reason. So it's like a, a super cliffhanger. I don't know. It's fucked up. It's what it is. It's, I'm trying to make sense of it, and I can't. But that's what we do. But what we're doing tonight is anthology movies, horror anthology movies. And we're so fortunate that one just came out, so we can talk about a new one, and we can talk about an old one. So tonight we're going to talk about Tales from the Hood, and we are going to talk about Southbound. And these are, obviously, both horror anthologies. And we're going to talk a little bit about horror anthologies. I got a list or two, some, you know, some stuff to talk about. And that's what we got planned today. So, our first review... As always, would be the older movie. It's going to be Tales from the Hood. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Born to die. Born to die. Yeah. Isn't that like a? You know what it reminds me of? Um. Ready to die, like Biggie Smalls. Ready know? to die. Born to die, cause I'm ready to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I wish they could have gotten Biggie Smalls. Oh, I think this was before he was around. That was Biggie at the beginning. The you? the skeleton with the gold. <laughs> 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 he lost a little weight. <laughs> oh man, dude, I was so uncomfortable. I watched this movie twice, and I've seen this movie like a million times. But man, it is so racist and like uncomfortable watching. But it's just, I told myself, I'm like, you have to behave for this show. I'm like, you got to behave. <laughs> well, the, but, it, it's but it was executive produced by Spike Lee. Which yeah. shocked me because he's so, I guess because it was a black movie, black cast, black director, screenwriter, the whole nine yards, it's okay. It's when Quentin Tarantino does it, or anybody white, yeah, that's, that's when Spike true. Lee has his problems. <laughs> that's when Spike Lee's all Spike Lee. And then he talks to you like he's uh, Bill Cosby. Not not the Bill Cosby we know now, but the Bill Cosby from before that used to like lecture lecture young black comedians and tell them how what they can say and what they can't say in their acts and all this crap. That you're kind of like, who the fuck are you? He still does that. They're just unconscious now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and they're all women. <laughs> yeah, and they're all women. He's knocking out, um, I don't know, Judy Tenuta. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I can't think of a female comedian off the top of my head. I mean, Amy Schumer. She's All just I know that is in about two minutes, she'll be sucking on a Jello pudding pop. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some pudding. Yeah. I cracked those too many of those jokes in TGIF 13. It's almost like it's not even like heartfelt anymore. I'm, I'm sorry. You're just going through the motions. Yeah, that wasn't my best Jello pudding pop joke. <laughs> it's all right. We got plenty of time to do more. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, yeah, 
but this guy went on to direct, like, uh, although I, and we're going to get into this, so I don't want to, I'll blow my load, who cares? I love this movie. I, I saw it in the theater, dragged my girlfriend at the time to it. Uh, I think she even enjoyed it. It was just, it was a, it was a lot, it's a lot of fun. But it is horribly racist, and I, it's trying to comment on it, but it actually just sort of succeeds at being racist in the process. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's trying to bring up a lot of moral issues, yet it's played out like a campy EC Comics type uh If you told me the KKK film. directed this, I would have been like, eh, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. But okay. I know where they're going with it, because the guy did go on. He is very tongue-in-cheek. So... You've got that's where where they're in that realm, so it could be viewed either way. And I know what he's going for, and I, that's how I view it. But I mean, you could definitely uh, feel like it, it plays to the stereotype just as much as as making sort of um, a statement about stereotypes and racism and everything like that. But he, yeah, he pretty it much definitely went on, plays both ways. Yeah, yeah he went on to do like uh, Dave Chappelle uh, the the show, yeah, did, like sketch yeah. comedy. So like, yeah. guys, the guy's funny. That's for sure. He's a good actor too. Who's the teacher? Yeah. Oh, that okay. That was the guy that was in Chappelle, right? Okay. All right. Rusty. Right, right, right. Rusty. I think it goes both ways as far as commentary. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it victimizes anybody too much. I, I think there's a lot of commentary, but I don't think it's like over the top. It doesn't vilify, um, every white guy that's on there to 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 the degree. I mean, just, a, just Duke. Duke, of course, yeah, and and the cops, but not even come only really only that one cop out of the three. The one cop out of the three was using the term "boy," which you don't do, you know. Yeah. But the other guys were just assholes. They weren't racist. They weren't dropping n words. They weren't doing things like that where it was where they were completely vilifying them. And then by the end of the movie, especially in the last one, it took a um, a, it had an inter- interesting thing to say in the last one where it was basically saying, you know, you're killing more people or you're you're killing the same people that the clan were killing once upon a time yeah. with your gangbanging ways and your other stuff. So I thought it was um I mean maybe that one was a little bit heavy handed, but overall I, I, I think it was done just, just about right. I I wasn't uncomfortable with any of it. It just it all seemed to make sense. And I love Spike Lee's movies, so I mean they Maybe that's just me, and it's not a Spike Lee movie, but it is, you know. Yeah, well, he like he had something to do with the finance, and at least helped mm-hmm. out executively. Uh, yeah, it's Spike so Lee's hit and miss because I've loved a lot of Spike Lee films, but he's had quite a few misfires as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, like as we've talked about, many directors, many directors have. Yeah, yeah, it's that's just the way it goes. He had a great start, I'll tell you that. He he was off to the races for his first five, six, seven movies. Oh, yeah. oh fuck! I love. Uh, oh, we won't get this. We'll we'll talk Spike Lee another time. Yeah, he's quality. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he's definitely quality. But you know, it's like we said. It's uh, they all kind of fizzle out. He's 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 due for a big one. I mean, although I heard what do you call it wasn't bad, but I haven't watched it. Oh, the it, old boy remake. Yes. <laughs> oh, you mean serious? No, I heard it's not good. No. Uh, well, I, I've heard different things. I've heard some people say if you just take it, if you haven't seen the first Old Boy, the original, and just taking this for a movie, they, there's not not a problem with it. It's just the comparisons that that sucked it out. I don't know. You'll love the shitty one if you never saw the good one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've heard. I'm just saying. I don't know the general consensus. I've heard a little bit of both. Maybe I've heard a lot of people say it was unnecessary. But they said that about every remake. 
Sometimes it's true. But, you know, these are the same people, like, sequels are unnecessary, yet I love sequels. I mean, again, I know I've I've said this before. I'll say it again. It doesn't destroy my love for the original movie. So whether they remake it, sequelize it, reboot it, whatever the hell they want to call it, I'll check it out. And then I make my judgment from there and then go and then move on. Nightmare on Elm Street remake sucked. I don't even consider it part of the season. We're going to have a conversation on all these remakes on our remake show. I'm I'm going to reserve it. We will do it. We're going to do that show twice. <laughs> yeah, we're going to remake our remake show. Yeah. <laughs> Next time a remake comes out, we'll do a remake. Although we've already had like three this year that have been ridiculous, but that's another story. But uh, it, uh, Next time a new remake comes out, we'll do that. We'll do an old remake and we'll do a remake show. How's that? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Or we can just talk about the Cabin Fever or the Martyrs one that just came out. And I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> right? But whatever, yeah. we'll do it. Ah, I, we I, we can't get into it because I'll get into that now. Talk about both of them. I watch both of them. Both of what? Oh, the movies? Those two? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. But we'll talk about it another time on the well, remake show. <laughs> okay. How about a grade on those two? Okay. Uh, Give us that. Of course, the argument is totally valid. Both of them are unnecessary. However, I enjoyed Martyrs much more than I enjoyed Cabin Fever. Don't get me wrong. I love the original Martyrs film. So it was an interesting take. Slight changes. I don't necessarily think the changes for for the better or, or or whatnot. It wasn't a it wasn't a disgrace. It was just a milder offering. So make your own judgment call. But the original is far superior. But that's that was to be expected. I don't think the Martyrs remake was a disaster by any means. Um, I I never even I didn't even give it a a, a number grade. But I'll, I'll I'll give you one now. I'll say it was a seven. Okay. Cabin Fever, I'll say, was a five. Actually, truth be told, I know Cap- the original Cabin Fever gets a lot of love. I thought it was good. It's good. It was good. I, I, that's <laughs> that's it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think it was great. I saw it in the theater, and I was I left like going pancakes. What the fuck? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I know that has gotten more of a cult following ever since. And you know, this movie trimmed certain aspects of it out. Some people thought that that, that softened. The, what made the original so gritty and good. But again, I'll use your train of thought. I'll give it a five. Wasn't great. Wasn't horrible. Just sort of right in the middle. All right. So a mild rumble with, you know, some ear, nose, and yeah. throat bleeding. Exact the Mondo. <laughs> and half a head exploded <laughs> for martyrs. Yeah. But the original martyrs, my head was blown clear oh, off yeah. my neck. I mean, <laughs> I, I think my body was blown. It was just like, it was. That's a standout horror film. With that scored service, my head imploded right after I evacuated my bowels all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your ass exploded and then your head imploded. Your ass exploded, then my head imploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Brandon, did you see these two or no? I have not. Not yet. Oh, wow, I'm surprised. Well, I kind of know why. Those, you got other yeah, you know why. More important fish to fry at the moment. Yeah. That's why I have a certain right. year. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll go. After after March hits, I'll start watching more when I want to watch again. Yeah. Me too. Not that I don't want to watch 2002s, but you know what I mean. It's just more. You're more free to watch uh, whatever comes out, and because who who the hell has time? Good God. Between the podcasts and everything else, and all this new stuff coming. But hey, it's a good problem to have, right? Shit. Yeah. Can't complain. So tales from the hood. I noticed something when the credits were coming on, and it was Christopher Young 
for the music. And uh, I know Christopher Young is doing the score for the Hellraiser movies. Yeah. Right? And uh, back, back to Barker again. But I noticed that. I'm like, hmm, interesting. And now, now of course, this sounded nothing like a Hellraiser movie. But that's the first thing that I saw. Well, not the first thing. First you see Spike Lee, but I already knew that and everything else. And then some of the names that come on. But, but that was kind of interesting. And um, the score didn't really stick out to me. But I don't know. Did you guys notice anything about it? The score? No. The first thing I noticed music-wise was I liked the uh, the organ music that was playing <laughs> in the funeral parlor. Mm-hmm. And obviously the soundtrack is awesome. Oh, yeah. Wise choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ready to Die or whatever the hell it was. Born to Die by Spice One. Born to Die. Wait, now what year is this movie? Hold on a second. 95. This is 95. Let's see. Ready to Die? What year did that come out? Uh, no fans of Biggie here? Biggie died in 97, so yeah, before that, came out unless you're Tupac. Tupac's the only one who releases albums after he dies. <laughs> True. No, it came out in 94, so I think they were definitely doing a, um, you know. A, a, and and a three t- years later, he was ready to die. That's true. That's right. <laughs> life After Death. He was very prophetic with his death. His second album was, yeah. was Life After Death, and he was t- talking about himself getting whacked. But I bet you him and Tupac are living on a private island, just the two of them. Collecting royalty checks. <laughs> it's too convenient. The lyrics. Mm-hmm. What, why are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. but it, I don't know. <laughs> maybe they are. If they are, then uh, here's a shot to them. You know? Take, it, take a drink. <laughs> Good for them. I, I, just, I just poured out a little liquor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, but what about their funeral home? What a great start. Perfect. Uh, what a great start to to, uh, to a movie that they're going on the, the way the music was playing in the funeral home, and you know what's going on here. And it's kind of weird when they get in there because right off the bat, you're like, you see this creepy funeral director guy, and he's like, well, <laughs> why would he have drugs for these people, right? Well, and again, yeah, it was a cool, campy, total tongue-in-cheek way of introducing this movie. And of course, the payoff explains it. But I mean, at, that, at this time, you're just you're just like going, "What the hell's going on here?" But you you buy it, and I thought it was a great way to kind of introduce the characters and and be the wraparound sort of uh, story because yeah. it, it works. And yeah. and then they use the, the that motif of the dead bodies that they're that they're hovering over and talking about as the segue lead into the stories. It was a great way to do it, actually. Body bags uh, kind of stole a little bit from that from that that John Carpenter one, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Took a yep. page right out of Tales from the Hood. <laughs> well, that that's the old classic thing that goes back to the the comics having having a host, you know, explain yeah. what's going on well, with course. people, and well, you that's know, why I, re- I referenced the EC comics. Yeah, thing. it's it's total EC comic type stuff, and it's good. Is that? Did you say it? I did. Oh, shit. It's okay, nobody nobody likes me or listens to me. Oh, man. I thought it was I'm, you, Dave. So did I'm, I. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought it was me, That's too. why I was surprised. I was like, I thought it was me, too. Shit. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> he actually did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that's typical stuff there. Good introduction. You know, like I said, at first I'm like, well, why would this guy have drugs for them? And how did he make the call? And how would this even be set up? But, you know, I'm thinking too much at the time because I'm analyzing it. And I saw this movie. This will be the third time I saw it. I saw it when it first came out. 
I saw it 10 years ago, and today was the first time I've seen it in a very long time. So because I have a shit memory, I don't remember. I watched it twice. I watched it yesterday and the day before. That's how much I enjoyed it. Wow. Again, and I've seen it probably, I don't want to say a ridiculously high number that's not true, but I've probably seen it about eight times total. Nice. Well, yeah. there you go. Here's- I had uh, I had the Laserdisc. I like to talk about my Laserdisc collection a lot wow, on this again. podcast. Yeah. And I don't have that collection anymore. So this, it's nostalgic for me to talk about it. And yeah, this is another one I bought from loving it in the theater. I had the Laserdisc of this movie. I just have one question for that. Um, what's a Laserdisc? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's something that you're going to want to collect if you're a true horror fan. Uh, these DVDs are just not going to cut it. You need a laser disc. Yeah, man. You won't get any new releases on them. I can tell you that. Can no. you play them on a record player? You should try it. Yeah, backwards. I tried it before. <laughs> I, I can't find where the picture's supposed to be. <laughs> I'm looking for the picture. <laughs> They're the size of records, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they man, are. And you usually had to flip them. Uh, you did have to flip them. The movie never fit on one side. <laughs> Damn. So I guess they couldn't put out The Godfather or something like that. Oh, they, no, they did, and it would be on multiple discs. They had go. Star Wars uh, in a very the, the definitive collection. The um, 85 disc. And it was, no, I'm not, no, no word of a lie. <laughs> it's like a treasure chest. I think episode, I think each one was two, two plus discs, so you had to flip it four times, or you had to flip it, uh, put in a disc, flip it, put in disc two, flip it. So, yeah. Good way to get movie lovers to exercise. At the time, yeah. you couldn't beat the picture quality or the sound. This was the introduction to, you know, um, really clear digital uh, surround sound. It surpassed every anything on the market at that time. Uh, and that's why uh, movie aficionados that didn't mind shelling out the <laughs> dollars for the player and the movies bought into it. But it never took off. It just never, never really caught mainstream uh, popularity and you sold all your discs i sold every i don't even have one of them what for like nostalgia what a, factor what what about the one that clive barker signed nope i sold it on what? ebay yeah hope you got a good price oh, for wow it. as if wow. he wasn't pissed enough at you right? <laughs> just being the asshole who required like 14 autographs from him. i don't want to blame so- I, I would never blame my wife for this <laughs> But when we moved, we moved like when we first moved. I had I was carting this crap around house to house to house, and I don't want to say yep. crap because I loved it. And it was always displayed and everything mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I you. had I think I had I don't even I, I think it was ninety around ninety laser discs, and some of them were these box sets. I had the ones that I wish I never sold were that Clive Barker, Lord of Illusions, Platoon, Oliver Stone. I had the script bounded. It looked like a, like a war guy's journal. And Phantasm. Damn! Uh, Phantasm signed. Uh, it was a signed copy, limited edition. And then I met uh, Don when uh, at Fantasia when they came to Toronto to do Phantasm 4. And I'm signed it of one of one. <laughs> <laughs> Which he didn't really Don, want to do. <laughs> yeah. You met Don. Yeah. Wow. Don. <laughs> That's cool, man. You so that you sold it. Holy I sold it. Yeah. I uh, I did. I actually. Good. I think I made. I didn't even mean to try to make money off those. I was just trying to sell them for 
what I got them for, and mm-hmm. uh, I sold them. Well, you guys must be good friends. Can't you just call Don up? Be like, hey, sign a couple more for me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me, one of one. Yeah, I call, I call Donnie now. Donnie! Hey, Donnie Cuff. Is this year Phantasm Five is coming out? Yeah, yes or no? <laughs> I'm waiting to be ravaged. Yeah. They say it's supposed to be this year. <laughs> yeah, it is. It sounds like a porno thing. Ravager. Like a fucking, a shitty um, <laughs> porno type thing. I don't know why, but that's what I thought of. Ravager. You know, like a... a that was sp- a lot of fun. The one thing we have failed to do in the first hour so far is mention anything about this. <laughs> I know. Look at us. Oh, this is going to be a, a fucking five-hour show. Lord. Okay, let's get to it. It's Sorry. as jam-packed as it is. Okay, let's get to, to the first uh, the first story. I believe it's called Rogue Cop Revelation. It's technically the second story, but that's okay. Oh, well, pardon me. Yeah. Welcome to it, my mortuary part one. Very good. Or the beginning. <laughs> or the beginning. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, outside of the We intro, talked about that part, though. Brandon. We, we got the intro. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> Come for the shit, you know? <laughs> the shit. Shit. Yeah, the drugs. The, the shit. shit. <laughs> that's good. That's funny. Oh, he's great. Great uh, acting. Definitely. So uh, let's get into this guy. We have a rookie cop by the name of Clarence, and um, I, I want to say it's his first night on the force. He's got a partner, and he sees some guy gets pulled over, and the guy that gets pulled over, he recognizes. He's not 100% sure, but he sees him, and he's a well-dressed guy. He's a businessman. You can tell that. And there's two other cops that have already pulled him over. So there's this guy, Clarence, his new partner, and these other two guys. Now, the guy that gets pulled over, like I said, he's a businessman. He's this guy, he's a black guy, and Clarence is a black guy, and he sees him, and he starts running the plate, and he sees that they're being a little rough with them, and, you know, what are they saying? Things like, uh, I guess he's known to give cops a hard time, like he's, he wants Yeah, to- he's an activist who's against right. corrupt cops, and he's been getting a lot of cops in trouble who have been dealing drugs, and he basically doesn't back down in saying he's going to continue to put away corrupt cops. And these three are clearly corrupt cops because I've been pulled over a few times. I've never been thrown through the window <laughs> or beaten senseless with a nightstick. No, well, you no, no, you, but you're not you're not a, a political activist. No, and I usually keep my hands at ten and two. <laughs> <laughs> I did not waver from ten and two. Yes, officer. He was out of the job yes. for like what ten minutes. Instantly runs into racist cops. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Didn't take Boom. long. His first fucking call. They just turned left. Let's make a left here. Racism. <laughs> How about the way that glass broke? Did you guys find it kind of funny? Oh, oh wait, when he threw him through it? No, it just like shattered oh. so easily. Right, it shattered real easily. Like he just took his head and fucking put it into it. And then, I don't know. It just it seemed like it would be. It would take a lot more to to, to do it. Maybe just the way it broke. I don't know. It just. It was a little bit comical to me. Yeah, it was clearly clear, uh, pre-broken. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like um, what they used to use when they used to have wrestling matches, and they used to have those uh those tables that were already pre-sawed. What? Yeah, <laughs> that stuff's not real. It's real, but you know, oh, <laughs> real <laughs> shitty. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't stop! Don't don't blaspheme wrestling around me. Tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> it's a soap opera in tights. Enough, enough. Oh, <laughs> a lobotomy and some tights. Yeah. Um. 
So yeah, there's abuse going on. This guy figures out who he is. He's like, listen, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And, you know, they're punking him off saying, hey, you know, you're a rookie. Let us do what we're going to do. And the other guy's trying to be cool about it, saying, ah, you'll see in time. This is some things have to be done this way and yada, yada. So then they take it a step too far. They beat the shit out of him because the guy, he's not backing down. He has a big mouth too. He's like, hey, listen, you know, you guys are crooked cops and <laughs> that's what you are. I'm going to talk some shit to you and I'm going to expose you. So... One thing leads to another. Then it really takes a turn. I didn't expect this to happen. They say, okay, we're going to take him to the hospital. Because the one guy says, Clarence, so they take him to the hospital. What are you doing? So I'm thinking, even if they take him to the hospital, this guy's going to go in. These guys are busted. What's he going to say? Nothing? Well, what happened to you? Uh, well, uh, I fell down a flight of stairs. <laughs> you know? I, so, I mean, I... It, Glass, I, glass stairs. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, Clarence should have known right then and there he's, that, you know, if he wasn't going to be the one to take him to the hospital, he wasn't getting to the hospital. Yeah, Clarence he, was stupid. He was, like, they made the rookie, like, dumb. Well, he's a rookie. What do you yeah. want? But you're, you're not an idiot. I think, they, I think they were going more for coward, because he really was a coward. Mm. Yeah, I guess so, especially with what happened later on. Like, yeah. Yeah, he was a coward. That's true. I mean, he tried to stop it a little bit, but he didn't. But what could you do, man? It's, you know, it's your rookie night in the forest, and you got these three veterans, and here's you. There's only so much you can do. You know how they talk about the cop code and all that shit. So, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, they end up shooting him up with heroin, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking killing the bastard and, and, and planting drugs in the car to make it look like he had a drug overdose. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they were just going to give him the heroin so that he couldn't say shit. They wouldn't believe what he said, you know, to expose him as a junkie. And you know what I mean? That's what I thought when it, when they first did it. They were just doing it, you know, to keep themselves out of trouble. I didn't know they were going to go that far and fucking whack the bastard. These were white yeah, cops. Then, then they had to drown. These were what white cops do. You guys should know <laughs> in the States that this is exactly what's happening. Very timely, this movie. Because what was happening there in 1995... Is yeah. happening in good old 2015, 20 years later, all Look, over all, again. All these stories, it's all the, the issues going on, every one of these stories is still relevant today. That's why it's sometimes weird to talk about how campy and fun this movie yeah. is, yet how morally significant it still is 20 I, years later. That, and that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time I watched it. I was like, holy crap, Like this is still like exactly what's happening now. Yeah. All joking aside, exactly yeah. what's happening now. But these cops are outright murderers. Like, they just... They, it's not like they're just crooked. They outright murdered this guy. Like you're, like you said. You yeah, they I mean? could have left him there to be discovered. Yeah. And but yeah, no, they decided let's drown him. <laughs> let's just drive him <laughs> to the bay, wherever the hell they were. And I'm jump. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. So we flash forward a year later, right? Yeah. And well, like, how is this guy calling from the beyond? We're just supposed to. It was just some supernatural bullshit. Like, you know, it, it's weird. It's. Because he, ta- he talks a lot about perception, Clarence Williams III, as the funeral director. So it's, you know, he's telling it as almost like a ghost story, a supernatural story. But is that really what happened? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you see what happens to Clarence at the end, and that could be the truth. But you never see that. Well, and see now there, that, that's what I don't get. At the beginning of it, don't you see Clarence in the coffin? Yeah, yeah, Clarence. Okay. Clarence died. Then how come when it ends, he's in a fucking nut house? 
he he clearly died in the nut house. Maybe he killed himself. You don't you don't you don't know how, but he 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 died. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like I, yeah. it, it is a little weird. But you right? you just you, I just took it to believe that he was broken. He probably he probably killed himself the first chance he got. You I know, suppose probably some uh, white cops came in and <laughs> planted some heroin and drove him <laughs> off into a, into the river. Yeah, um, what's his name from the painting? He came he came out of the mural, <laughs> and on his cross. And and impaled Clarence. It oh, was, the cop! It's inevitable. It's inevitable. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the guy was boozing it up. He was all fucked up. And didn't he see something on the wall that called to him? Wasn't that what it was? Wasn't it the um? That was Morehouse in the mural. It, it was, was like Moore- a mural right. in the in the town. Didn't that call to Clarence? And that's why he Bring knew what to them do. To me. There you go. So, and it had to be on the anniversary. So here's my guess, and I'm going to give it a pass. I'm going to say this. This was the one-year anniversary of his death. Clarence was boozed up. He was all fucked up. He couldn't take it. He left the force. He was all fucked up about what happened. And I want to say that this whole thing takes place on that one-year anniversary of his death. So that's when, you know, he has the power to do this shit. I can say that. I think that that works. He sees the thing. It speaks to him. I'm okay with that. My only beef is how the fuck did he get the ability to call the cops and have them meet them here? Who calls up cops and say, hey, you, you, and you, meet me at this graveyard at fucking 11 o'clock tonight? <laughs> That's so funny because right? I, I know I never even cared about that. I just took that. It's funny that that's what you are worried about and complain about. And yet when I watched the movie, I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, he still has a connection even though he left the force, went turned sort of into a derelict or, or turned to drinking and whatnot. It felt like maybe he kept that his buddy's connection and said, listen. I want you three to meet me over here or whatever like that. <laughs> or, else, not or else. Yeah. No, he was basically, at all. Fucking... no, but he was basically threatening them. Like, cause he had the power to expose them. So he was basically saying, meet me here. Remember the, cause they said, if we go to the grave with you, that'll be the, that'll be the end of it. And he's like, yeah, that'll be the end of it. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess he still had their phone numbers or I don't know. I don't know. He would have their phone numbers. He, he only met the two guys for fucking, Th- th- those few first few minutes of his of his of his time on the force, and the other guy, he just got into the fucking squad car with him, and it was his first night on the job. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, to be honest, they never really say if it's the first night. I mean, he's clearly a rookie. They reference that, but it, you know, it could be his second. <laughs> <laughs> they could have exchanged numbers. Yeah, could have yeah, gone okay. to the house for dinner. Okay, uh, I'll accept that. Okay, so that's why I just thought that was funny. I'm like, how the fuck did he get there? Unless I thought maybe he called him like on a call. Oh, there's somebody down here or something like that, you know? Maybe you could do that. But then how would he predict that those three cops would be the ones to show? He couldn't. Now, he probably somehow reached out to them. What do you say? He reached out to them? He, he reached out to them. He knew He knew it yeah. was Strom, Billy, and what was the other guy's name? I don't know. Strom. I was thinking of fucking the Saw series, Agent Strom. Yeah, Agent Strom. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Saw geek. I'm a Saw geek, too. I love Saw. Oh, nice. One of my favorite franchises, if not my favorite franchise. It's top three for me. Wow. Cool. Cool. You don't hear that much. Newton. 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 That was the other guy's name. Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought you were were giving me a Saw reference that I didn't know. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. These guys one-upping me. (laughs) You know the puppet? (laughs) Billy? Billy Newton? (laughs) (laughs) Billy Newton. (laughs) (laughs) You got a last name. Holy fuck. So yeah, the cops show up. We're gonna go in the back. I want you to see fucking Clarence's grave. Whatever. Of Piss course, on the, it. the one cop, of course, <laughs> fucking pisses on it, I and then it. shit hits the fan. Right? Oh man. 
I mean, the guy gets his fucking cock grabbed. Oh, man. Oof. Imagine that. The guy fucking yanks your cock from the grave <laughs> and pushes your head into the fucking gravestone repeatedly. Oh. Then he rips his heart out on the ground. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> that fucking bastard. Was that the, the real asshole or was it the other asshole? That was Billy. The second asshole. That, that was the second asshole. Oh, he was more like a copycat. He was more like, uh, yeah. okay, if you say so, boss, I'll go, I'll go piss on his grave. Yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> okay, it was Billy. It, sh- it should have been the other guy. He, the, the other guy should have got it the worst. But, but yeah, so that's what happens, you know, and then someone else gets killed. That guy gets killed, and then I don't remember. How does the other guy get killed? The asshole. His head gets ripped off. Yeah. Right, th- right then and there in the graveyard. No, in the car when when he's on top of the car. Oh, that was great! Yeah, they go in that fucking <laughs> they go in that chase and the yeah. guy breaks in. It, it's kind of reminiscent of Creep Show Three with fucking Thanks for the Ride, lady. You know, two, two, two. Oh. I say three. Be, be careful did. when you say three. We're oh. gonna be talking a lot about that soon. I think so. Right, right. Why did I say three? Wow. Because you secretly love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, we'll see when when I reveal my top three. Yeah, we'll see. Oh shit! Well, were we supposed to do a top three? How hard can it be? <laughs> if everybody, that's true. I, can, I could, listeners... I could pretty much do it right now. <laughs> right. If we ask the listeners to do it, I think we should be able to give ours, right? I mean, yeah. It's only fair. I'm cheating. I'll just steal. I'll yeah. steal. I'll steal Tristan's. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we get that cool ass fucking beheading. Yeah, he gets his head ripped off, and then, then it's back to the one guy, Clarence. Is there? Well, no. Then it's back to Newton, and he gets chased down the alley. Right. And he gets eventually he's in the painting, the mural. Now, did you guys notice when that guy was shooting, because he thought that he had him beat for some reason, and he said, oh, I killed fucking Clarence or something, and, you know, for something that happened, what, he throw him out the car? I don't know what he did, but he thought he killed him, right? Yeah, he thought he, he yeah, exploded when he shot the car. Okay, so this is before. Okay, did you notice when he was shooting him? When the guy, the guy was standing on top of the car, Clarence was, came back from the dead, and the cop... Morehouse, Morehouse. Clarence Morehouse. Okay. No, Clarence was the other cop. <laughs> oh, shit. Martin Morehouse. Oh, oh, I'm confusing myself. Oh, wait, do, do you hear that? I think that's the sound of viewership dropping. <laughs> I know, oh. I'm confusing these fucking guys. Oh, my God, sorry. Clarence Morehouse. <laughs> I think we should just combine all wrong names for the rest of this show. Billy Newton shows Newton, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the puppet. The puppet. Comes up on his tricycle, Billy Newton. I want to play a game. <laughs> so what I was trying to say was that anybody notice that when this guy was firing his gun, this cop, that flames were coming out of the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to light up a cigarette. I did notice that. It looked like one of those like fake cigarette lighters. I'm like, who came up? Who brought that prop? Because it was horrible. <laughs> Right. I mean, I can't confess to knowing a lot about shooting guns because I don't. But I don't think that flames come out of guns when you shoot them. And then on top of it, after he shoots the cop car and the guy standing on top of it, the car fucking bursts into flames. Oh, that's a, a movie. Yeah, that's a staple of the movies, which is just stupid. I, I've, I It is stupid. But it usually makes a slight bit of sense when a, when a car goes over the cliff and something happens. But usually gunshots... Isn't that a prerequisite for fucking cars to explode? That's all. I just maybe if the guy was lighting a cigarette while the guy shot the gun, maybe. 
you know, maybe gas spilled out of the tank and some fucking strange uh, turn of events. I don't know, but at least it wasn't as bad as like those old like sixties and seventies flicks where if like you just tap someone's bumper, both cars exploded. <laughs> <laughs> those high speed chases. Yeah. It... Oh, we're safe, and then they tap something and they explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was ridiculous. Well, you guys have anything to add to this? Because it kind of gets wrapped up in a hurry. They get down there. This happens. Next thing you know, you see Clarence in a straitjacket in, in a padded room, right? Most of well, them here, here, here's why I think... Now, are, are we... I mean, we pretty much went to the end there. Are we kind of just taking it that one tiny step further for the complete spoiler of that story? Or do we want to keep that... With a mural? You know, what they say about Clarence. What they say about Clarence? <laughs> I guess you could say it. I, I, I'm going to bring it up. Well, when they bring Clarence in, they say that, that he killed the three cops. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. right. They say that he, he, was, he was a former cop who turned out to be a cop killer, killed three of them, which yep, makes sorry. me believe yeah. right. that the ghost story, while an awesome story, was totally just a story being told by Sims just to scare, you know, the thugs. Because the third cop, Newton, who was put into the mural and shot with flying syringes before he... <laughs> and then he was lifted up in the air in front of a bunch of crackheads and nobody even noticed that. That was awesome, though, with those flying syringes. Yeah, it was, oh. but clearly, like, they wouldn't have found his body if he was put into a mural. So, like, to me, it, it's just, like, a story. Like, to me, Clarence actually lost it and went them, nuts yeah. and killed these guys. Right, but, because, but come it, on. yeah. I mean, is, is he that good of an artist? He's going to kill all those people and then all of a sudden draw that fucking picture of the cop on the wall? He hollowed out the brick, <laughs> put him in, re bricked him up, and then painted where he was. He's a misunderstood genius. Yeah. And he had to pay the price. So, yeah, I guess he, uh, maybe he got the chair for killing the, the three cops. Maybe that was the deal. Maybe he got... You know, to sell that, though, they should have gone back to the mural and that guy wasn't in it at the end. But I have a feeling it was doing the supernatural twist, which it was him, but because there's no rational explanation, uh I mean it was um it wasn't it wasn't Clarence, it was the it was the the zombie guy, whatever. I can't remember names for the life of me right now either. And then Clarence just had to take the rap and got smoked for it because he was a little crazy from allowing it to happen in the first place. Then he witnessed everything happening, so I think that just sent him over the edge, and that's what he got. And he just took the rap because there was no rational explanation. Yeah, that could happen. be his punishment for not being there for him the first time around, yeah. you know. But either way, you could argue it both ways, and I feel the same with every story, except maybe the uh, the KKK stories a little. But the, even with that one, you can kind of come up with an argument for it. But yeah, but, but still. But still, I mean, it didn't take away from my enjoyment. I love it either way. No, I still enjoyed. it. I still enjoyed this segment. I don't think it's the segment was good. The segment yeah. was good. Uh, there are two that are great, and the segment was good. Two that are great. Okay, well, maybe you're speaking of the next one because yes, the I next am. ones. The next two are my two favorites from the actual movie. Boys well, do get bruised. Yeah, I love this <laughs> segment. Yeah, this is a good one. I like it, too. Here's my issue. The very first time I saw it, I knew exactly what was... Not exactly what was going to happen. I knew that as soon as that kid said the monster came after my dad died, I knew right away where this fucking thing was going. 
So because of that, I'm not saying it. I like it less, but you know how it is when you think you figured it out right away and it ends up playing out the way you thought it was. It's It kind of takes away from the impact. That's my only issue with it. And I, I don't think you know, it was a brilliant revelation by me that I figured that out. Maybe you guys did too when they said that. It just, it seemed, I wish they wouldn't have said that. It just, it was too much foreshadowing for me. I just would have rather they did that differently. You know what I'm saying? I'm going back to the first time I watched it and I don't, I never caught onto that. Now, yeah, I was half my age. (laughs) True, true. But at the same token, uh, still well versed in movies and whatnot, but I remember it being a good payoff, and I really, I really enjoyed it. I remember it being uh, awesome then, and you know, I've I've enjoyed this segment. Uh, as like, like I said, this segment and the next one are the two best segments in the in the movie by far. You know, you're probably right. This one also kind of reminds me of a an episode. I can see this being an episode of Tales from the Dark Side for some yep. reason. You know what I'm saying? Are you familiar with the show? Doesn't it seem like this th- this would have fit in perfectly as an episode for that? Just not as gory. I mean, they wouldn't have shown, you know. We had some good-ass stuff. And, of course, you know what I'm saying? A tamer version of this could have been a Tales from the Dark Side episode. That, that's what it seems like. Because a lot of them are centered around a child and what happens. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that that's, that's what it reminded me of. You know? Yeah, I think you're right. It just I don't know why. It just had that, that, that feel to me. Uh, I thought it was kind of weird that uh, <laughs> he tells he tells the teacher he draws these pictures he draws a picture of uh, what's the kid that's picking on him Tyrone Tyrone okay he draws Tyrone he draws the monster he does something else and then the teacher asks him well what's up with these pictures and he tells him if you tear the girl behind me told me that if you tear <laughs> these pictures up or burn them that will destroy what's on the picture so <laughs> right after he says that. What does he do? He does neither. He just he just crumples it up and fucking Tyrone falls down the stairs. <laughs> That's what I thought was funny. He said tear up or burn, and he didn't do either, and it still worked. I just thought that was kind of, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, the question is, did he truly believe that that, that would work? Because, again, it's played out that way, but is it just sort of like a a story told through the eyes of a child? Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's a way to look at it. But then again, we're being told the story from the guy. It's it's the guy telling the story. It isn't the kid telling the story. No, but he's telling it like he says even references like before he starts telling the story. Like this is, you know, the type of story something with the imagination of a boy. Right. Right. Something. something. Yeah, perception or reality. Yeah. Something about perception it. versus reality. Right. Yeah. And don't keep me wrong. I'm not knocking this at all. I just. You know, I'm just pointing that thing out for a laugh and and, and whatever, even though nobody thought it was funny. I <laughs> thought it was funny that he crumpled Tyrone and then he broke both his arms and legs. Yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? He must have had weak bones. They must have had weak bones. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I like how, they, how, how likable they made the teacher. I liked, I thought it was interesting the way they played out the mother, who instantly seemed sexually attracted to the teacher. Oh, yeah. You know why I think she was attracted to him? Because she was married to an asshole. So she sees a nice guy that's coming over to the house. He's more concerned about her son's safety than her fucking man is, and he lives with the kid. Yeah. So I could see that. She's like, hey, come here. You know what I mean? So in retrospect, I see why. I don't think she's just some slut that wants to fuck everybody. But Yeah. 
Yeah, Walter, get your narrow behind in here. <laughs> you recognize that chick from Friday? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. Craig! Yeah. <laughs> Here's Walter. Here's Walter. Put some water on that. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I think was going on there. And I do then, of course, that teacher's a likable character. And there was the other girl, too. The, um, what was it, like a guidance counselor or something? Yeah. A lot of people in this movie I recognize from other movies. A lot of them. Well, the one guy is like what's Barbershop? Well, all kinds of different movies. Sure, maybe even Barbershop. But all different type of movies. You know what I'm saying? Because I watch all these movies. So it... Barbershop 3? David Allen Greer was the guy, was the bad guy. Oh, man, what a bastard he was. Right? Oh, man. He was a bastard, too. Jeez. It. That beating is... Oh, man. It, it's hard to watch. It really like is. What he does to the kid, what he does to the mom. It's just... It, and what he does very to the atten- teacher when he kicks his head against the stove. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, they yeah, weren't but, holding back there. But what happens to him is fucking awesome. I mean, this ain't over, bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's. Pr- I mean, before we get to, I mean, is there? What else can you really say about this episode? You the kid's getting yeah. bullied. He says the, it's a monster. Who's gonna believe it? And he goes. He says nobody will believe me. And of course, it's 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 a, it's quite simple in its execution. You know, it's a monster's doing this to me, and the teacher's concerned. Comes to the house, and you know, you find out who the monster is, which wasn't a mystery to me. But no. It's you know, really not a mystery. No. Oh. But it's still cool. I mean, but like For Christian, said, it was a mystery. Yeah. yeah. But oh. then again, he was half his age, so he was only a full-grown adult then. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was still an adult. And I and <laughs> on that same note, I was listening again, editing and then listening back to the um, Clive Barker episode I talked about being a dumb kid. I was probably <laughs> 20 <laughs> 22 <laughs> when I did that whole signing of the the laser disc with Clive Barker. So I said I was dumb when I was a kid, but I was still for that. Yeah, I was twenty-two years old. <laughs> hey man, when I was twenty-two, the shit I was doing, I was still a dumb kid. Are yeah. you kidding me? Okay, thank you. Good. Oh, you fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yep. gosh. Not I was, me, I'm a good boy. I I was not a good boy at any from the time I was fourteen to the time I was like fucking thirty. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, that's just me, but I, I think it's funny about how the fucking how the stepfather is just talking shit to the bitter end. Yeah, right <laughs> to the end. Literally, he's being yeah. he's fucking squashed. He becomes nothing but a fucking head. He's sitting there <laughs> with nothing, and he's still fucking talking shit. Oh, uh, but how cool is that when all shits? Br- that was great when. The when the first time he, the kid takes the picture of the monster and he folds the arm over and his arm fucking bends back and snaps. Oh, man. Great effects. Yeah. I, I would have figured... Now, I didn't check this. You guys tell me. I would figure that would be like a screaming Mad George. But I don't know if he had any involvement in this. Because he was always into that uh, type of uh, effects work. Like, twisting. Like, he did, I think, like, society and... and and shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking society. Yeah, yeah that was definitely him. Oh, yeah, check that. The effects for it. him, look into it. I don't think it was anybody special. Because I usually... That's one thing that always sticks out to me when I watch opening credits. Is who did the score and who does the makeup effects. That's the, yeah. the two things. So nothing sticked out, stuck out to me. Brian Jennings. 
Yeah, I do not know who that is. No, I don't know. I don't know anybody. <laughs> he did I, got, the I don't know anybody. He, he did I don't, the I don't know anybody. for Coneheads. Well, really? Yeah. yeah, and Father <laughs> of the Bride, too. Okay, all right. What a resume. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually got a pretty big resume. Well, thanks for reading, too. <laughs> he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Short Film Animated, 1989. <laughs> hmm. Hey, it counts. Yeah, it counts. So, uh, I mean, what else could we really say about this one? Is there anything crucial that I that I that we left out here? Well acted. Uh, mm-hmm. Walter's it a d- punk. Doesn't overstate its welcome at all, and it's one of the strongest episodes. One of the strongest episodes. Uh, you know, I think it's a companion piece to the next one. To be honest, if you want to use that as a segue into KKK comeuppance, all right. Then Is that how you so say it? it? I thought it was. <laughs> Come up and come up and yes. <laughs> well, I agree. It was good. It's it, simple, but a cool idea. I mean, and I was joking on the thing about crunching, you know, lighting it or, or, or ripping whatever, or tearing it, and instead the guy crumpled it up. What the fuck ever? I mean, it's the same thing. It's still cool. It's still a cool concept. That it's a rule I, I sensed a lot of judgment there. What do you think, Brandon? <laughs> no, I, I I love this. I love no, no. the movie. I mean, <laughs> he's talking about me. Oh, yeah. What about you? I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't catch on to that at all. I was just because Dave was like saying how he was just joking about him crumpling it up and not burning it or tearing it up like the girl said. I said no. I sensed judgment there. I thought you were being. <laughs> I totally find serious. it more creepy to think about the fact that. None of that was actually what happened. Walter probably got a gun and shot him or something or stabbed him. And they had to get rid of the body. And that was it. You really you're really thinking that there's a lot more underlining story thinking deeper. There was such powerful. No, like, honestly, I take it at face face value because they did show the body all, all burnt. So maybe maybe they killed him and then set him on fire. But he wasn't as twisty in the coffin as he was on the ground. I think Southbound will be more of something to read into. I think this one was more face value. True. It's weird, though, to just take it at face value when it's <laughs> well, had so much tell you. deep moral issues that it's trying to talk about. I, I, I do I do feel you, but I don't think – I don't know. I, I think it, I think the issues are – That's my only complaint. It gets caught up between trying to be a campy, scary horror anthology or being a – true social commentary on black on black violence or white on black violence that is true there is a lot of that going on you're right and i do feel you you're right it's just it's kind of front and center i guess yeah you know but damn cool i mean i think i think really the last one is where it's all about yeah that's 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 my personal favorite one it's heavy-handed it's all right there yeah but as far as orange want to be what? Clockwork Orange. The Clockwork Orange wannabe one, the last one, or the next one we're going to talk about. Well, he was talking about the last one. Yeah, I'm about the last Crazy K. Really, really, Crazy K one. Always, I don't know. I was always like, eh, it's good. I think the heavy handedness got to me. Me too, and I, and I like I like what they're saying. That's the that's the worst part. It's just that it went on too long. Yeah, yeah. The video that he watched. It was too. You don't have to show a full five minutes. Yeah, we get of, it. Yeah. Of clan stuff and and of gangbangers killing other black men. We 
enough is enough. We you you could show it two or three times and that's it. It was just too long. Then he, he came out to the play the whole thing. song. <laughs> yeah, it was a music video. Yeah, hey, that's <laughs> what it was. It We're was jumping the gun. You guys are blowing your loads way too soon. We got to get oh, the KKK. Shoot, I forgot about yeah, right. <laughs> by the time we come get to the last one, it'll be so quick anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right back to come up. <laughs> or come Muppets, as I call them, Muppets, because they got Mupp. Well, they're not Muppets. They're puppets. But this we we briefly talked spoke about this last show because of the uh, yeah. puppets, killer dolls, and whatnot. And damn. Yeah, it's, cre- th- it's creepy. It's fucking creepy. Oh, it's great. This is the highlight of the film to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love this one, too. Uh, and it's so simply set up. What a great idea. I mean, you know, they have this guy, Duke, which is obviously a fucking, you know, a, a slant on David Duke when he was trying to fucking run. And he was an ex-Clan member. Ex-Clan. Uh, I think he was the Grand Wizard or something, David Duke. But anyway, this guy's Grand running. Wizard? Uh, he he was high up. Maybe he wasn't the Grand Wizard. I don't know, but second wizard in charge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> assistant to the wizard. He was like um, VP. What, what's the, I can't think of the wizard's name. VW, the wizard's Lord name. Of the Rings. <laughs> Who? What wizard? He was like Gandalf. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is isn't what they call that the, the second? Yeah, the white Greg, wizard. The white yeah, he's Gandalf in the KKK. <laughs> the white wizard. <laughs> So yeah, I was trying to make a joke, and I we don't mean to offend any clan members so, out there. And... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the wizard, the whole thing, that the whole wizard thing is just funny to me. But yeah, no, they play, and that actor plays it great. He is oh, yeah. awesome in it. And then oh, they got the oh yeah yeah, and then they got the Uncle Sam guy. I, that's exactly who they're going for, right? The black guy that is not too black, like he's. Oh yeah, oh, his, you know, his image Tom? maker. Yeah, he's an Uncle Tom. Yeah, him. that's what I say, Uncle Tom. And then, or did I say Uncle Sam? Uncle Sam. <laughs> like what? Uncle Sam guy. Uncle Sam. Uncle Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Ben. Something. I know uncle someone's ben. uncle. <laughs> uncle Ben. Oh fuck the rice guy. Uncle- yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh, shit. So yeah, yeah, that so guy. So much is, uncle. He just wants to fucking make a buck that guy oh, and that was great too because they set up his character great as well dollars a week yeah and he, he got what he deserved and that was really well done how he was filming it and the guy's like whoa 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 because you think he's kind of joking at first and then boom <laughs> he goes right down those stairs you're like what the and then it was just done great and the whole setup they did the setup really quick easy I would again. I I tend to jump right over a lot of things here. I'll just say the one thing I didn't like. The one thing I didn't like was the reimaging or the actual physical reappearance of the woman in the rocking chair. I didn't think it was necessary at all. I thought they could have easily done the reappearance of the doll, and it kept her in, in uh, on the in, in the, the picture. Painting. Yeah, or in the painting, and well, it would have been face, maybe her face changes a little or something because. She was right. creepy in the painting. To visualize her mm-hmm. added nothing. That was the only misstep I think that the, this episode took, to be honest. And even if right. they, even after they brought her out, I think it would have been better if she stood up and started singing some Al Jolson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, I'm going. Uh, we're going it. to hell now. Yep. Oh, uh, put, on a min- put on a minstrel show. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That, you know who she reminded me of? Did you ever see The Stand? Yes. Yeah, I I really think she reminded me too much of the old lady in the stand, Mother Abigail. Yeah. 
You yeah. know, just sitting there rocking on the front porch, and she looked too nice. Like Mother Abigail is a nice woman. Where that mural or the painting did not well not that she didn't look nice but it was creepy because this is the way they did it and mm-hmm. all they needed to do was focus in on that and maybe widen the eyes in the in the painting for that part that would have been creepy and yeah. kept everything to the dolls cuz those dolls it was just a great way to cap off the 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 segment it, it was great the whole thing was really good it was good good performances it's doll horror two weeks in a row yeah dolls again here they come yeah and we probably will never talk about them for another 25, 30 episodes. You watch. <laughs> no more dolls. <laughs> no, but I. Uh, it was set up right. Here's my thing. One major thing. Why the fuck would this guy even keep that picture in his house? Well, didn't he joke and say he was going to paint over it? Yeah. Oh, like it, you, he owned it, it, didn't he? No, but he owned he, the house. Yeah, but yeah. I think they just got in. I think it made it sound like he'd only been there for months. He was going to keep it for a bit. Like they, they kind of threw it away in a line of dialogue. Like, ah, eh, I'll keep it up for the time, and maybe I'll paint a coat of white over it. Or I think I don't think I'm making this up. I think there's I don't either. A throwaway line uh, to explain that it was going to be taken care of at some point. Maybe you're right. I just see an asshole like this. A fucking racist guy that, that had the balls to fucking buy this place, which is it's it's you know it's taboo. You don't fucking go there. It's a it's a plantation. The the person that was there before massacred slaves after they were freed, and, and you know it, it's they know about the Dow. It's just bad fucking shit going on there. The fact that a politician would be that ballsy, and you obviously know what party he stands for, and you obviously know. What, what he's trying to say in the beginning about affirmative action. He's a fucking, you know, a right-wing racist asshole to the fucking far right. And to go in there, a guy like that, I don't think, would keep a picture of a black woman and a bunch of black puppets up for more than a few hours. <laughs> I think I think he wanted the black vote, and that, that that's why he had that image maker there to try yeah. to help make it work. So I think they're trying to use, like, I'm not a bad guy. I want to use this place. Yeah, I know I'm getting bad publicity, but I'm going to stay here, and, you know, no one's going to change that. And, you know, and I think he just figured right now he'll use whatever he can get to get whatever votes he can get, and he'll deal with all that crap afterwards, after he gets elected. Or whatever it may if, be. If there's one complaint about this segment, it's when he throws the doll out the window, and then about three hours later, it's nighttime, and the doll shows up at the house and is sitting on the steps. And rather than getting all confrontational, I would have looked at the doll and gone, I'll get my bags. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, seriously, come on. He just automatically, oh, okay, the doll's possessed. I'm going to fight it now. This uh, <laughs> This segment in my opinion, has <laughs> the most racist line in it, too. Oh, my God. Oh, about the spooks? Oh, no, he calls the dolls a bunch of nigglets. Or, uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, nigglets? oh. <laughs> nigglets? He does, he does. It's, I was like, what? I that's couldn't a, believe it. That's one of my wife's words, actually. <laughs> what? Really? My wife, is, my wife is a black woman. Yeah, yeah, I know. You've told me. You've told oh, okay. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't say that if she. But a horrible <laughs> racist. Yeah. No, she just says it as a joke. Yeah. But I, I laugh because it reminded me of her. She goes, "Oh, that little nigglets." Or so. I don't... <laughs> well, but, yeah. I mean, whether right or wrong, obviously it's right. She could say whatever she wants. It's like me cracking an Italian joke. Yeah. Right. Free free reign. But yeah, I get to crack two jokes. Woo! Yeah. There you yeah. go. Cheap. We all cheap. Hey, we can all yeah. get away with it. <laughs> They did mention the Jewish community at the beginning of this episode, too. Yes, they did. Yes. They said the black and, black Jewish... and Jewish community. Yes, yep. they did. Yep, and they were out there protesting. Yeah. Even Rightfully though so. 
Yeah, well, sure. The clan. I'm going to shoot your little balls off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving the racist terms out. I do not feel comfortable. <laughs> I don't want Spike Lee contacting me. <laughs> you, used, you used the N-word too many times in your podcast. <laughs> Spike, Spike, I'm telling you. Kids, no. they love it nowadays. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. No, but I was like, I remember, I was like, wow, that's, they didn't even, he didn't even just use the N-word. He used like an offshoot of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's as bad as it got. I mean. Yeah. You don't really, you know, you, you hadn't really seen anybody dropping the N-word. White guys, I'm saying. Like in the, in that way throughout the movie. Even the cops in the beginning. They could have vilified them more and made the guy straight racist. You know, but they didn't. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying about it. It wasn't quite... They didn't vilify them as much... You know what I mean? I don't know. Because well, at some point you're going to... You'll throw off another por- a portion of the audience. If it's too much, you'll be like, oh, come on. Like, right. like, you know, we're not... like The white man is not the enemy all the time. In these situations, sure, but not all the time. And then now, the last segment, the white guy's part of the problem, but obviously... Even the second segment. Yeah. True enough. So it was really half and half. It basically just showed that the problem is way beyond race. Right. Well, it I just was... happened to be told from a you know campy, fun tales from the hood type format, which is different and entertaining. But that title and artwork can definitely turn some people off from the movie. Yeah, it's too bad, and that that's the problem is that people. I think people think that this is a a gimmicky movie. Yeah. You know, or maybe they're thinking about like Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. Yeah, Hood of Horror. That's what I was just going to say. Right. And, and there's yeah. some offshoots that were done of it. I haven't even seen that, so I, don't, I can't even uh, comment if it's good. It's not good. It's Doesn't not it have terrible. the same segment with the dolls and Snoop gets high with the dolls at the end? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, take a toke off of this. <laughs> you little motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't even horrible. <laughs> I saw that movie and I don't remember. I didn't hate it. So. I never saw it, so I can't really judge. But I could see how people would see, oh, Tales from the Hood, and this is just a gimmicky movie, and it's going to be fucking just, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I just, it's its so much more than that. It's Oh, yeah, it's, definitely. It's a it's, good movie. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's it's not Leprechaun come back up to the hood. It's shizzle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to remake it. But I'll tell you, them fucking dolls were great. Anytime you saw them, and how they each, anytime they, that was the best part, is that he's looking at the picture and you see one down missing, the one that was in her lap. And that was the one that was causing all kinds of trouble, you know? Yeah, he was like the leader. Yeah, he was the leader. He killed the, he killed the black guy, the campaign manager. I love Corbin Berenson's, like, breakdown after he sees all the dolls are out of that. And he's like, starts grabbing his head. And he's yeah. like, I don't, like, he was just, he, like, clearly had a meltdown. Like, he didn't even attempt to, like, get away. He knew he was done for. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to cover himself with the American flag. Right, 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 yep. <laughs> Yep, at the very end, and they're all coming at him. Yeah. I guess, Dave, you and I seem to be aligned. This seems to be your favorite. I and I like mm-hmm. boys do get bruised, and this one. Those these two stand out. They're they're solid, solid segments. Uh, and yeah, I said Road Cop was good. Nothing horrible about it, but I just it was just a good segment. Basic, and, basic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just yeah, I hear you. I agree though. If I had to pick my, this is definitely the standout. And then if I had to pick a number two, it would be Boys Would Be Bruce. So I'm with you. I'm with you there. And, and Hardcore Convert actually is my, probably my least favorite segment. Yeah, but it's still I, good. It still has some merit. I'm just saying it's probably my least favorite segment in this movie. Uh, what? 
Yeah. What? Yeah. We're almost there. Oh man, Brandon's I'm, gonna oppose I'm it. Go all crazy. Is that crazy K? K? <laughs> go all crazy K up in here. <laughs> crazy K. I, I, I love coming the music. up short on me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the music in this one too, with the fucking string. You know what? That's right? probably what does it for me. But it's very. I see. You said the montage video is too long. I find that to be just like. This is where, like, this movie got serious. Like, wow. Showing those actual photos and stuff. Oh, so this is your favorite segment? The next one he's talking yeah, about. Oh. Yeah, this one's probably my favorite. But it, it, honestly, I love all four. I, okay. don't, I don't really have... I probably go backwards in terms of my favorites. I probably go Hardcore Convert, KKK, Comeuppance, Boys Be Bruised, or... Boy gets bruised. Boys be bruised. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> oh, boys do get boys bruised. be bruised. Boys bruised and uh... another song about bones. <laughs> <laughs> bones, yeah. There you go, Snoop Dogg bones, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the Rogue Cop one. Well, I guess we can get into Hardcore Combat. Is there anything else that we need to say about the the Muppets here? <laughs> the Muppets. <laughs> that it's a lot they, scarier than the Muppets. This group of Muppets, I heard after they killed Duke, they took Manhattan. <laughs> and they did it better than Jason. And, oh. and, the, and the real Muppets. I'll add one thing. <laughs> do, you think, do you think the guy from, uh, do you think that guy from, uh, I think it's Die Hard 2, the Prophet of Doom guy, uh, was Eli? he necessary in, the, in it? Because he tells a little bit more backstory, but was it really necessary? What guy? The crazy Ralph guy from uh, yeah. KKK Comeuppance. Yeah, the one who's always he was yelling out that they want reparations. Oh, they're they're crazy Ralph guy. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. I guess he's 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 there for uh, crazy Ralph. To... He's not really relevant because <laughs> he kind of tells this. It, Corbin Berenson tells the story to his image maker at the very beginning, so it's kind of he's kind of not. But I hear you. I guess he wasn't necessary. It would have been cool if his face was on one of the puppets, <laughs> and then they showed that that he was never really there outside. No one else could see him. Yeah. I don't know. Now a... I'm getting. Now it's getting. That would be cool. He was a dummy <laughs> hanging in the closet. Yeah, now it's become all M Night. <laughs> well, he could have been a descendant. Of one of those slaves that were yeah. a puppet. Yeah, at the end he's hugging one of the puppets, saying, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh God." Yeah, because okay, that's we, it. I'm done. <laughs> we don't need him. We don't need him, right? We he's not he's not interjected for exposition because it's not the only form of exposition with that. It comes out. You're right. Duke basically says it. So yeah, that would. You're right. I guess he's unnecessary. I guess it's just a maybe. It's a way to show what a big dick. Fucking that guy is stupid. Didn't doesn't he doesn't that guy come up to him and he shuns him off or something after a funeral, yeah. right? After the funeral of the uh, the campaign manager, doesn't he treat him like shit or something? Or am I wrong? Yeah, well he answers his question, but then pretty much just like get in the car, get, they take off. Yeah, yeah, he almost makes that uh, spook comment, but he saves himself and says, yeah. "Spooky reporters." <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh yes, <laughs> that was funny. Like I like that. I think I'm gonna use that. Not if you want to get elected, you won't. Exactly. Yeah. His dumbass is so fucking close-minded. He thought he was serious. Yeah. That he could actually get away with saying that. <laughs> the ones with guns. That's just a slant on the whole fucking thing. I'm, I'm, you know, these, these Southerners and fucking, yeah. Oh. You know, Again, you could say it's it's very very uh, timely, and right. it's your uh, Donald Trump. 
Right, right. I hear you. I know I Donald you. Trump is not to this extent, but, but still, yeah. How's that almost... wall coming? Is they are they getting the bricks ready for that wall? Yeah, you would almost think it's satirical if you didn't know better, <laughs> yeah. right? Because it's really not. Yeah, it is, but it's not. Right. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's Before you know it, New Mexico. It has Mexico in the name, so there'll be a wall around New Mexico as well. <laughs> uh, and Texas, yep. you never know about Texas. We'll put a wall there too. Every state, it's going to be single states again. Every state's going to have their own wall, like gated states. That's what you guys are going to do down there. It's very political. We're getting on the show today. Uh, I'm sorry, we won't talk. <laughs> David, we just lost David. <laughs> yeah, this is my fucking my. Did Dave uh, die? I'm so bad now. Not bad. I'm so good now that I can't, I don't even look at the fucking the Facebook fucking feeds anymore. Oh, I I know you said you got. I I hear you because it's very frustrating when it's someone that you like or know, and you yeah. just are like, I can't see eye to eye on you with you mm-hmm. and i and it makes me not want to talk to you <laughs> yeah man it's like having your heart broken sometimes yeah, exactly anyway that was i was being i was joking but yeah you were joking yeah. but there's there's a lot of truth in jest when you're talking about politics you know there really is it's it's, it's fucked up shit but yeah this is my escape from all that shit we'll sorry fun no so, it's it's human it's, nature it's damn but... political film yeah well in in this one here the next one hardcore convert it's the most uh, you know what it reminds me of ultimately I'm a real big public enemy fan they're my favorite rap group and saw them. As I, yeah me too in 1991 I drove to fucking Toronto to go to this little fucking bar I forgot what it's called this, the show place I forgot what it was called that's hilarious <laughs> I was a high school senior and I took my father's Cadillac I just got the license a few months before and I drove over the border in this fucking Cadillac with me and my two friends by ourselves on a school night, didn't tell my parents where I was going because it was a school night because they would have said no and just fucking calmly came back home at 3, 4 in the morning and dealt with the punishment because nothing was stopping me from seeing Public Enemy. You know, you could say, I guarantee it was the same year and my buddy and I went to see them in Hamilton, which is why I made that fucking Hamilton joke because Hamilton's right beside me. Well, that, I know. Yeah. That, well, yeah, the TV where the guy's taking the picture of the TV and there's cock reflections on the TV. That was a mm-hmm. hilarious was, picture. Sorry. Right. Anyway, that will be edited up. But anyway, so they played in Hamilton right next door and we were the only two white people there. It was in a high school gym. <laughs> I swear. Wow. That was the venue and it was great. And, you know, all racial things aside, we... I wasn't like, I didn't care because I was never worried about stuff like that anyway. Everybody would tell me to be worried about stuff like that, but I never cared. And there was no reason to because no one even tried shit. Like, it was there, people were there for the music and it was awesome. That's right. I saw them too. Did you? Yep. Nice. When did you see them? 96, maybe? Nice, nice. Well, mine was 91. It was Fear of a Black Planet fucking tour it was when they were at the height of their popularity yeah. they were my favorite group there was no way i was missing it and that's as close as they were coming and i was there maestro fresh west opened he was a fucking yeah. canadian canadian you know, rapper man yes yep so i was there for that um speaking of high school gyms in canada i saw marilyn manson in a high school gym in canada so oh really in hamilton so it might have been the same Probably the same gym might have been might have been it was <laughs> fucked up but yeah so yeah, so yeah, running a gym, <laughs> <laughs> running a gym, high school gym. 
<laughs> that manager of the gym is the best freaking manager on the planet. Hey, you know who's played here? We had Public Enemy. We had Marilyn Manson. Andrew Dice Clay. Everybody wants to come to this gym. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw them at an actual concert venue. I don't know where you guys were going. <laughs> well, I've seen them a few times. I've seen PE more than once, that's for sure. I only saw them once, and it was like a, you know... Like multiple groups, like Cypress Hill and Gangstar, and right? Black Eyed Peas, nice. Be- I, before Fergie, that's cool. Oh yeah, that's the good stuff. Right on. Before, yeah, I have anything against Fergie. Before Flavor of Flav, they were just better before Fergie. Before, I actually didn't. <laughs> I thought I thought I was going to watch a Public Enema. <laughs> <laughs> what you got against <laughs> Public Enema? You got Public Enema? Oh man! So there's this thing on Public Enemy. There's this track. <laughs> on Apocalypse 91, and it's their third album. And it's this little thing, and it's a member of the clan. Ah, this is Bernie Crosshouse, yours truly, of the KKK. And basically, he's, what they say in that little fucking two-minute bit explains this whole fucking 20-minute thing. And, you know, it's a Klansman thanking the drug pushers and gangbangers and drug users and everybody else for doing their job for them. In other words, they're killing the fucking the uh, you know the black youth more than more than the clan is. So wow. like you know your, your solution to our problem is greatly appreciated. And that's basically that sums up this whole fucking segment in a nutshell. Is that that's this guy falls in in line with that. He's this you know he's this gangbanger and he doesn't care about killing anybody black whatever because you know black gangs he doesn't care you know white whatever. Bottom line is. He's doing all this shit, and, you know, I can't even remember what happens. All I remember mostly is that video, and that they had him tied down, they did the one thing, they did something to his brain, and they did something else. I don't know. It just, it seemed, I don't know. Brandon, you like it the most. Maybe you should describe it. Well, basically, I mean, it's weird, because it's like, it would be like spoiling it. You think? Yeah. this? Oh, because of the ultimate thing at the end? No, not because... All right, well, here's the deal. <laughs> the whole story takes place within a few seconds, within that moment right before Crazy K is about to die. Oh, Dude. right. Yeah. And he's like, That's I, what like a is. purgatory. I don't give a fuck. It's basically like a flashback on his life, and he has almost like a, like a split second at, at redemption, at taking responsibility for his life. And ultimately, he doesn't. And that's where he fails in the end. But, right. you know, his, his redemption comes in the form of, you know, this weird castle-like rehab place where he's strapped in and given um, hallucinatory drugs where he sees visions and has to face uh, all his demons and everyone he's killed. And did anyone else notice the, um, the dead bodies that were hanging upside down that were, like, wheeled in? Yeah. I... I yeah. I was wondering if anyone knew what that was because those were all white bodies. I noticed. Yes, they were. They were women too. You could see. Yeah, breasts. yeah. It was yeah, I was, I was like boobies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's actual quote. What happened? I went boobies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but hey, it was the only tits you saw, right? Hey, <laughs> I mean, in this movie, that's all I'm saying. Top of the mops. <laughs> Top of the mops, people. Just yeah. So uh, no, and I hear you, man. Like. The th- the actual idea behind this should have been the best uh, the best segment, and I think they thought they had the, that's the best segment, which is why they kind of put it last, other than the 
wrap around. However, mm-hmm. however, as Dave said, I think it went a little too heavy handed, went a little too long for its own good, and we were like, we got it, we got it, we don't need it to be drilled in. And yeah, they had maybe had to play that song out, but we didn't need it that long. And I think if it was trimmed a little bit. Uh, or a bit, a lot, a lot, even uh, it would have been way more successful. I don't know. I found I found all of it. Like I wouldn't know where to cut. I loved his interaction with the white supremacist. You know about that being was a member cool. of his army. Yeah, being a member of his army that and all that. Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I almost feel like the doctor represents because she's obviously wearing all white. She represents almost like like an angel, like a, like his last chance at redemption. Like I'm looking way into this. I here. can dig that though. I like that. No, no that's that... what we're doing here, and and that's cool. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know. No, I like <laughs> yeah. that. That's good. <laughs> Little ticket then... fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah, I'll be right. What about the heads? The heads. What about? Sorry, I'm thinking about. <laughs> they exploded. Oh, <laughs> the Nazi. He basically summed it up right there. He goes, "You're okay with me. You're killing yeah. those guys. You know what? I don't care. You know, he still calls him a slur." You know what I'm saying? But he's like, you're cool with me because you kill him. Basically, yeah. he plants the seed as to what we have to witness later for a five-minute video. He says it all right there. I like you because you're helping me with my problem. Same thing the guy said in the P.E. skit. Fucking, you're out there killing fucking young black men. You're, you're, thank you, is what he's saying. He goes, I don't care that you're one of them. You're helping me fucking take them out because I don't like them. So he's basically, that sets the, that sets the tone for what the whole thing's about. I mean, the girl is trying to rehab him, which I do feel you. I guess if it all happened in his head, it kind of makes sense. But in reality, that would never happen. Someone's going to come into a prison cell and a guy that, that whacked people and said, oh, we're going to take him over here and we're going to give him behavioral therapy and well, do he, this. He was never in prison. He was imprisoned in his own mind. It was all happening within a few seconds. So the whole thing was basically a dream sequence. The whole thing was end of life, you know, looking back on his life, what's... What's a, his ultimate contribution going to be yeah. to society? And I, to me, one. the only the only thing that bothers me is is everyone getting a chance? Why why is he getting a chance? Because he doesn't a, seem like a very good person, right? <laughs> at all, well, he right. doesn't seem like he has any redemptive qualities at all. Yeah, is right. That a word. Well, yeah, yeah. and I think it's just to tell the story. And oh yeah, yeah. Ulti- yeah, and he since he was doing exactly that that's why he was chosen uh because he had killed tons of innocents i love the video montage i mean yeah they kind of it seemed like they kind of played the 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 gang banging sh- shootings it seemed like they repeated a couple of them but the, mm-hmm. the old the old clam photos and stuff man those were haunting they were haunting you're right i just didn't like to look at them I no I, I mean i didn't like to look at them but i'm I not saying the, you did yeah i know for <laughs> the sake of this movie i think it's very relevant you know to speak to you know black on black crime being an issue look look at look at how much violence it was towards blacks before this shit started happening so it's like you know right. cut the shit it's a simple message <laughs> i guess that's where i am a little uncomfortable to watch that and i, I was watching that with my wife you know yeah. i don't like to see shit like that you know what I mean? Not yeah. over and over again. And my wife doesn't say where she just watched it with me, but it's just I don't know. I, I'm very sympathetic of, about shit like that, and it just I, I didn't need to see as much of it as I get the point. Yeah, the clan they they, they sort of after I see one or two black people hung, I don't need to see another fucking dozen. That's all. yeah. There were pictures with I think one guy had an axe in his head, and I mean these are real yeah. photos. Yeah. I mean horrific. The one with the they should they. Pan up to a little girl in the picture standing there smiling. 
Oh, that was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. that little white girl. Fucked yeah, up. Ooh, man. I agree. And you know what? I guess I, a lot of times I don't like to think about real life tragedy when I watch my movies. Is what it's come down to. It's just like I mean, it, it's it's like saying I don't you know with me on the Facebook not wanting to be on the feed because I yeah. don't hear about the fucking real life shit anymore. I'm done. And don't, don't I don't mind a serious tone movie or a movie with a message. That's fine. I just don't need you know real life pictures that much. It just I don't know. Yeah, and this one shifted tones between stories, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and, you know, and I do appreciate this one. I, I I understand the message; it's cool. I just wish, and when they were showing the gangbang scenes, it's like, where is this coming from? You know what I mean? I just, I can't even explain it. Maybe I I would have liked it more if they would have showed like news, like a news story. Say another black on black gang violence. This is Los Angeles. This happened to yeah. Us. They could they could have showed footage from the riots. I mean, even yeah, uh, something just even, not. It was like a video. It was like watching a scene from Boys in the Hood or something. Exactly. Yeah. Even Corbin Berenson in the uh, in the previous segment had mentioned something. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was the time. Yeah. That was. But it. again, it was trying to be campy, fun horror movie, but also morally and socially responsible. I, I think it did both well. I think if it went all out one way or the other. It wouldn't have. It would have turned more people off. Yeah. But I think overall, the the mixture is just right for people, and it, it has a pretty wide audience and fan base. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I enjoy. And you know, it's probably this segment's probably my least favorite of the four. It's your it's your favorite, which is unusual. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird though because honestly, I, I loved all the segments, and that's the good thing about anthologies is it's it's hard to find an anth. I mean, there's a few, but it's hard to find an anthology that you truly hate because chances are, nine times right. out of ten, there's going to be at least one segment that you enjoyed enough that you're going to be like, all right, well, that was really good, so I didn't waste, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of my time. Yep. And this one, I enjoyed all the segments. You know, me saying this one's my favorite and the other one is my least favorite, you know, if I'm rating all these, we're talking probably a half a point difference between my favorite and least favorite. You know, it's like that close. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. I wish I felt that strongly about it. Uh, this, this uh, is. Um, I appreciate the message. I just don't enjoy it on the level that I enjoy number three at all. And yeah. I agree. I would go three, two, one, four. Is my order. You know, not the wraparound its own entity. The the wraparound's cool, and that's good. Is you know that that's basically. If you have a good wraparound, that's always a major plus. In, in and I see why you like three, three the most because it it doesn't. I mean, even though it's incredibly racist and by far the most racist of all of them, it doesn't take itself as serious as the others. Yeah, it's just cool. It's just a great concept with them coming out of the painting that way. Yeah, because because it's it's not real. It's, you know, it's like it's basically a killer doll segment, but it's it's relevant, but it's kind of it's very fictitious. You can't mistake it as being. Legit, true. Whereas the others, you know, dealing with gang banging and child abuse and well, right, and corrupt cops. It's too, too close to home, unfortunately. So, how would you rank them? If this is your favorite, where where would you go? I would probably just go backwards. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. all right. Four, three, yeah. two, one. Yeah, four, three, two, one. Cool, Christian. What do you think? Uh, Dave, I think I'm exactly like you. Right. Although I kind of, it's not that I, I think KKK comeuppance and boys do get bruised are 
on par as my two favorite, and I think Hardcore Convert and Road Cop are on par as being uh, right behind it. Like, I mean, I don't dislike them. Um, I just find that those ones are good, and I love the the other two. That's like a one A B and a two A B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, are we ready for ratings? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not giving out the uh, total ending, right? Now, then it comes so, back to Welcome to the Mortuary yeah. and uh, the ultimate end. So if any of you haven't seen it. Which, yeah, see I'll, it. I'll say one thing that doesn't, I think, do any spoiler. Some cheesy dated effects work <laughs> with a little bit of crazy animation thrown in for, t- uh, little, just a sprinkle of animation thrown in there for some some chuckles. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I enjoy the hell out of it. I enjoy the... I'm completely on board with the the way it ended. It's it's my type of ending. Uh, I mean, you can kind of see it coming once it gets to a certain point, but whatever. I'm I'm completely after, on board with it. After watching Hardcore Convert, you need that cheesiness that that the ending of Welcome to the Mortuary had. True, and the tie-in it works perfectly. The, oh, the tie-in was great. You know, and, that, and I was trying to say it's it's welcome cheesiness. Like it's fun. Oh yeah, it's yeah, no, fun. But right. it, yeah, but it's cheesy. Yeah, yeah. But I dig it. Okay. Well, who wants to go first? All right, I'll go first. Uh, this is this is honestly one of my I'm not going to say my favorite anthology, but it's definitely one of my favorite anthologies. I've never really thought about you know if I had to make a list, and I know we're going to do that soon. Yeah, you better. But uh, <laughs> but every single story in here is solid. I I don't look at, at having any weak points, and I find it socially and morally responsible and thought-provoking and I know it's weird to say but somehow fun and campy at the same time so it it blends the two really well as not to turn people off one way or the other so I'm I'm gonna come in with an 8 out of 10 nice I would say half my head was blown off (laughs) (laughs) wait we're gonna be (laughs) perfect Perfect. You did it perfectly. Wow, cool. I, I, the other, the other side, I have ear bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much with you. I, uh, you know, I've said all I'm going to say about it. It's, I really enjoy it for the most part. Uh, even the weakest one is still worth watching. So I mean, you know, I've, I've seen some anthologies where the weakest ones you, you could cut them right out and fucking that's fine with me it, it boosts the movie up granted I'm not so crazy about the last segment but I understand the message and I'm cool with it and um, that's all good but all in all it's, it's, it's an underrated movie and I think it's, it's like I said earlier I think people think it's a gimmick movie and it's something stupid but it should be taken seriously uh, amongst other anthologies there's a lot of good anthologies and this is one of the better ones so I'm not quite as high, but I'm I'm right there. Uh, seven and a half is what I'll give this. Wow, exactly oh. what I give it. Wow. Yeah, I'm seven and a half, and and I think at that's... some point it might have been an eight, uh, but that's okay. I mean, this is it, this all movies, and all of us will do it. Sometimes that number will just deviate ever so slightly within a point, maybe depending on your mood, the time when you're watching it. But I try to just see it overall uh and sort of the same sort of things that you're saying dave and you brandon uh but i leave it my overall rating will be 7.5 all right so we're all pretty much on the same page here 
Nice. And if we allowed Dave to do the math, this one would be in our Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> but but since Christian and I are here and we we double checked the numbers, it did not make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have we gotta have an an elite elite group, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I honestly feel like we've been I mean, yeah, we're not necessarily all on the same page week in and week out, but I think our ratings are fair and I think it, it, it'll have to be a truly top-notch film to get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> top-notch, top-notch, notch. And it will. Awesome. We'll have some, right? Well, that, well, we better get some. Shit, we can't just keep doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, eventually we're going to... We've already talked about plans to cover certain, I guess, trilogies if we just do three movies, but certain film series that basically the first film of most of them are pretty highly touted. That's true. That's true. All right. So uh, stay tuned for all that. But, yeah, Tales from the Hood, that good grade. So check it out if you haven't. Take our advice. And we're going to go into we – have, we have our Facebook uh, – here's what I did. We put our – actually, Brandon put out the question for, for Facebook, asking people on our group page, which if you're not on it, you should get on it. It's real easy. <laughs> Sporting Heads Horror Podcast. It's the only group on Facebook that that's with that name. So we uh, he asked a question because we were talking about this. He wanted to have our listeners weigh in as to what their top three favorite horror anthologies were and what their worst was, just for fun. So we put it out there for the listeners. We put it on our Facebook group page and join it, please. And we put a little out there on Twitter, and we got. A little bit on Twitter, a lot on the Facebook. So we asked everybody for their top three horror anthologies and if they can come up with what's their least favorite. So we're going to tally these up and we're going to give the uh, listeners awards, I guess, at the end. Awards, I call them. (laughs) We're going to give the totals at the end just for fun. So everyone that weighed in, thank you very much. We appreciate that. And we'll start at the top. We have Tony T., one, two, and three in order. Creep show, yes. VHS and trick or treat. Favorites. There you go. Least favorite. Creep show three. <laughs> it's already coming up. Okay. <laughs> That's not surprising. Nope. Then we got the Ram Man. Top three in no particular order. Creep show two. Tales from the Hood. And Tales from the Dark Side of the movie. And how about this? An honorable mention, we were just talking about it, Snoop Dogg's Foot of Horror. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, there you go. Least favorite? Creepshow 3. Okay. Rob Doyle. I know. Bobby! Yeah. He says, <laughs> I know a couple that are quite recent, but as far as anthologies go, I love them. Yeah, don't we all? Number one, Creepshow. Number two, A Christmas Horror Story. Number three, Tales of Halloween. Well, yeah, some recents. No shit. Nice. Christmas Horror Story. I yeah. really enjoyed that one, too. It was good. Honorable mentions, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, TV show I know, and John Carpenter's Body Bags. Wow. Least favorite, All Hallows' Eve 2. What a letdown. Yeah, I saw, I saw that on Facebook. I was I actually liked All Hallows' Eve 2. I thought the first one I thought was, was good. The yep. first one was good. It was creepy. It was gory, and and this one, what they did was they 
they tore a page out of Tales from Halloween almost. It was, yep. they just got like, you know, five people to direct and kind of submit their movies. Yep. They did a wraparound and, and that was it. I actually liked it. I, I did too. Some were yeah. good, some weren't, weren't so good. All in all, I reviewed it on Banana Leaders. We did a review and I think I gave it a three out of five. Uh, to break it down here, I would probably give it a five and a half or maybe a six out of ten. It's not terrible. Although, no, I, I actually liked it. Uh, but again, not great, but it was it was definitely better than average. Yeah, it was somewhere good, somewhere not good. It's yeah, just, I'd say I'd say hover around six, six point five. But I wouldn't say it was my least favorite by any means. Right, I think I think it might have been a big letdown for a lot of people because the first one was more coherent. It had the clown in each one, kind of, and it was more of a you know what I mean. This one was this. The second one took more of an ABC's a death approach. You know what I mean? Where they just had random people coming in, directing things, and they just put them in. Where the first one was all the same director. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was I, just different. I could see that, but I, I like both, and I like them both for that reason. Did you see Tales, from, uh, Tales of Halloween? Uh-huh. Yes, I did. Yeah, and I like that, too. That was the same sort mm-hmm. of idea, like just different directors. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I think it was better than All Hallows' Eve, too. But Yeah. True. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Keith Tomlin. Favorite. Creepshow, VHS, and Tales from the Dark Side. Least favorite, Creep Show three. <laughs> Brian Norris, I like this list here. From a whisper to a scream, nice trilogy of terror and Asylum. Yes, those are some classics right there. What was the second one? I'm sorry. Trilogy of trilogy. Terror. A trilogy. Yeah. Least favorite. This one surprises me. Campfire Tales. But that's it. Campfire Tales to me was actually a pretty decent and overlooked uh, anthology, as far as I'm concerned. Not a lot of people talk about it, but it, well, not the Chuck. No, not oh, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Ah, Mr. Norris. <laughs> it came out at a time where there were none. Ninety-seven. There just you didn't see any in, in, in any anthologies coming out. Yeah, I mean, except for that one. Uh, what was it called? Uh, oh yeah, Tales from the Hood. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Tales in the Hood. And- you're right. You're right. I'm just but still, they were they were very popular earlier, and then in the '80s there was a couple here and there. There were there were more of them. There was probably very few in the '90s in comparison. Now they're yeah. they're making a comeback, thankfully. But you know, I liked it. Campfire Tales. I mean, it wasn't great, but I don't know. I liked the girls in it too. Amy Smart's in it. Christine Taylor. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. Joe Parker, faves. Original Tales from the Crypt slash Vault of Horror. Mm, he, he, he did a two for one. Although they are, they are quite, you know, similar and related. Uh, two is Trick or Treat. Three is Creep Show. Least favorite, VHS. Either one or all threes, but he should Maybe he probably does, isn't aware there's a third one. He just hates the VHS franchise. Really? Basically. That, that's Joe. That's I like the says. first two. I, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Hmm. Tales from the Hood. Travis Jones says Tales from the Hood. That's it. I love Tales from the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his one pick. Okay, now we have Joanna Rose. Okay. Oh, I, I like this. Her number one is Three Extremes. Yes, which is cool. I like yeah. Three Extremes too. I, I like Love One. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, a, it's a good selection. I'm glad to see it on there from somebody. Uh, two Trick or Treat and three Creep Show, and that's a lot of honorable mentions. All Hallows Eve, Theater Bazaar, 
Chilling Visions 5, Senses of Fear. Well, I have not seen that one. No, yeah, I haven't seen that I. either. No. Wow, this least favorite Dead on Appraisal, 2014. This I don't know that one either. No. He said, I remember it. I, I remember the cover art, but I never watched it. I don't remember it all. This is what she says about it, though. This movie is the worst. I guarantee it rivals the awfulness of the infamous Death Scort Service. <laughs> Whoa. Is it weird that I'm stoked for Death Scort Service, too? No, because you're going to be a part of it, I'm sure. I, you yes. got to be. They don't know <laughs> what they're missing. Yep. If they don't know rotisserie, cook you with that broomstick through your ass and up through your mouth. <laughs> nice. Hey, you know, just another Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do something. We got to come out with some. Top of the mobs. <laughs> The mop should be stuffed right up through your ass and mop <laughs> your innards out your mouth. <laughs> wow. We just come up with different deaths for you for Death Squirt Server. Every show, it's just a variation of what's going to happen to you in the sequel. Okay, I'll have one next week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cliffhangers. <laughs> um, we got to come up with bumper stickers or some shit like that so we can, and, or hats. Exploding heads in this way, maybe they'll put it in the movie, you know, Discord service. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe they'll put it in, maybe not. I don't know. All right, um, Casey Bates, my man, Black Sabbath, VHS 2, Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood, the Hood's getting a little bit of rep out here. I like nice. this. Mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, Tales from the Hood. What was the other one? VHS 2. God, I'm very slow. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You could just write the, the names of the f- eight films that will probably get mentioned, and then just take. I tried to do that, but <laughs> then every, every, you know, nobody had thrown in Black Sabbath yet. Yeah, Which, well, so there that, you go. It's nice to see you a 60s, for a loop. A sixties film thrown in there. Yep, that was the first, right? Yeah. Um, where are we? Mark Ball, least favorite by far. VHS viral. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Good ones. Creep show, trick or treat, tales of Halloween. There you go. Nice. Yep. Sean Moriarty. One, Trick or Treat. Two, Body Bags. Wow, Body Bags. Three, Black Sabbath. Least favorite. Why that reaction? Sorry. Why what reaction? To Body Bags. You didn't like Body Bags? I thought it was average at best. You know what? You're you're right. But that first segment I thought was (laughs) awesome. You awesome. sound like you're about to fight. The first segment yeah. in Body Bags is so good. Well, you know what? You know what I didn't like. I love John Carpenter, but he can't act worth a shit. And, yeah, dude. And, and him being the crypt keeper wannabe was just not crypt keeper. Sorry, what was just not selling it. And then on top of it, the there's really only one good segment. It's good. Yeah. But that's fine. That's me. Anyway. It's... <laughs> And Toby Hooper, they had all kinds of people involved. I expected more, you know. And they were going to make it into a miniseries, and it just never happened. And I wonder why. It just didn't impress. I don't know. What was Sean's least favorite? Sean's least favorite was Campfire Tales. Again, it comes up. Again? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Danny Bolde. Look at this. Number one, Body Bags. (laughs) Insanely underrated, in my opinion. Wow. Maybe I should watch it again. Second View Dave, you know? Unrated. Uh-huh. Get the unrated version with the uh, so you actually see what happens to the guy getting crushed in uh, the garage, the first segment. In the gym? 
<laughs> so let's talk to good friend. Toxic Avenger. Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy getting crushed. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta get it. Joining a gym or running a gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it keeps so what going up. Yeah, he doesn't stop. A body bags, trick or treat, creep show two slash tales from the hood. Hmm. Yeah, okay, we're getting a little representation. Yeah, a lot of people sneaking in four answers. They here. are. But we, they can do it. We love our listeners. <laughs> we'll let them. <laughs> Honorable mentions: Barrio Tales. I really enjoy this much and never see much about it. Barrio, what is it? Hmm. Yeah, it's a Mexican anthology. I was gonna. Came out. No, it is. It just came out. I think last year. I was gonna make the joke and held held back on it. Okay. No, it is. It's it sounds about... Mexican. Barrio tales. Okay. Yeah, we saw a little bit of that in uh, Toxic Avenger when those uh, nachos are flying. <laughs> That's a barrio tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. VHS viral as his worst. Could not make it through that movie. Oh. Did you uh, did you get to the person who posted the picture of uh, Romero and uh, King? Stephen King? Yes, I did. Yep. It's funny because I, I happened to put that pick up in the Skeleton Crew page the other day, not even realizing that it was here. Oh, yeah. That's a cool pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a fucking movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, where the hell am I? Oh, Matt Canner. All right. You and your horror movies. There it is. <laughs> Number one, Creep Show 2. Number two, Tales from the Dark Side. Number three, Trick or Treat. Hmm. Honorable mentions Creep Show, Tales from the Hood, Horror Anthology Volume 1. Wow. Wow, no shit. Tales from the Hood, and what was the other one? <laughs> well, you know, that's all right. They're just honorable mentions. Oh, I'm giving them votes if they're given an honorable mention. Horror Anthology Volume 1. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm not putting that. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> I actually wanted to check that out, though. Worst. Creep Show. Three and VHS viral. <laughs> Those are the honestly the two that just pop into everyone's head. Apparently, yeah. Uh, Aaron West, I've only ever seen four. Aaron, by the end of this show, you're gonna have at least ten more to watch when you listen to us. But number one, Trick or Treat. Number two, Creep Show. Number three, VHS two, stealing the place of the first one. Hmm. So you like them both. Okay. All right. Sam Edwards. No particular order. Creep Show, Trick or Treat, Black Sabbath, or Tales from the Crypt would be tied. Another one sneaking in for. <laughs> and then Creep Show 3 has the worst anthology in existence. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Derek B. All right, what do you got? Black Sabbath, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, and Tales from the Crypt. Honorable mentions, Torture Garden, VHS 2, Tales from the Hood, High 8. Hmm. Worst VHS viral. Wow. And then we got a couple more. Um, Chuck Knight says, One Tales from the Crypt. Two creep show, three trilogy of terror. Worst Vault of Horror. Wow. Really? Vault of Horror? His number one is Tales from the Crypt, and he hates the Vault of Horror. Weird, huh? He liked he liked Tales from the Crypt, Creep Show, and what else? Trilogy. Trilogy of Terror. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, and Sam decided to add to his list earlier. He said I didn't see the part about worst anthology. Worst. 
Creep Show Three. Just fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So now that's the end of that. We'll go to the Twitterverse really quick. <laughs> oh, we got we got a we got a close one here coming in for first for favorites and first for least favorites. So the the Twitter Twitterverse might make the difference here. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what we got for the Twitterverse. It's uh Let's get back to this. Can we okay. not say Twitterverse anymore? You and your tweets. <laughs> what do they call it? I don't I'm, fuck I'm it, joking. No? I'm joking. Just a Twitterverse like four times Jim. in the last minute. Yeah. Did I really? <laughs> <laughs> That's because I'm scrolling. I don't know what else to say, so it's just rolling off. No, my... I think between us, we just say Twitterverse oh, so more than just... ever needed to be said. Because okay. he's all liquored up. <laughs> blood of the Virgin Wine again. Ah, oh, Blood of the Virgin Wine. Okay, let's see. Lee Russell says... Wow. Top, From Beyond the Grave, Nightmares, Black Sabbath. Yes. Wow. I'm thankful somebody finally said uh, Nightmares. Nightmares? And beyond, From Beyond the Grave. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. I was surprised nobody... I just b- bought that. And his bottom? Snoop Dogg's Hood of War. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kevin Clark. Favorite anthologies are Creepshow, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, and Trick or Treat. Okay, here's our buddy J-Law. He's back. And J-Law says, fuck, what a question. Number three, (laughs) Black Sabbath. Number two, Trick or Treat. Number one, the first VHS. 103198 is by far my favorite segment ever. Oh, and then worst is VHS Viral for being a crushing disappointment. Badass trailer for a horror piece of shit. <laughs> Welcome to the shit. <laughs> All right. You know, I haven't seen Creepshow 3 or VHS Viral. I want to see them now just because of how much hate they've been given. Are they? I mean, I heard Creepshow 3 is that bad. Is VHS Viral that bad or just a disappointment? It's a disappointment. We'll get there in a minute. We're going to talk about I mean, it. Now. Okay. Come on, Christian. You're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're gonna cover every. How's that list? One. How's that list going? We're not covering everyone. There's no way we have time for that. No, I, I think I missed a few. I have. I've been paying attention to which are in first and which are in last. Uh, of course, not everyone. No, I'm just kidding. Don't you worry. One, one is a list of a top twenty-one, and then one is a ridiculous list that I, I, I have to read just just to make fun of. So <laughs> that's what that is. Because I'm ready to die. Born so, to die. I know, but I'm not. Hey, I'm singing Biggie, damn it. Fuck that shit. So while, while Christian, well, Christian, while Brandon tallies up our votes. Oh, um, they're, uh, they're tallied. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah. This isn't, um, this isn't Dave Z math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually have a tie for first. A tie? For favorite. A tie for first with favorites with 11 votes each. Holy fuck. Uh, Creep Show. Yes. And, tri- and Trick or Treat. Wow, all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not too in, surprised. Coming in third on that list. Now, I might have missed a a, a a Chad here or there. There might be a few hanging Chads, but but Tales from the Hood came in third. Wow. How cool. And fourth was Black Sabbath. Wow, that's cool, man. Tales yeah. from the Hood with the third spot? Yeah, Tales from the Hood, third spot, and Black Sabbath in fourth. Nice. Creep show on top where it belongs. Yeah. And Trick or Treat. And trick or treat. And least favorite, also a tie, with six votes each for Creepshow 3. And 
technically it's five votes for VHS viral and that one vote for any VHS. But I'm throwing that any VHS into viral, even though he never saw it. That's where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. That that's the way to do it. And then the only other movie that got more than one vote was Campfire Tales. Got two. Damn. All right. So do you guys have a top three? I could do mine quick. I I can tell you right now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, no, there's no surprise at Creepshow well, one two three. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. It's not. It's not Creepshow one two three. No. <laughs> number three. Number three is Tales from the Crypt. That's my number three. I love nice. that fucking movie. Uh, number two is Trick or Treat. Number one, of course, is Creepshow. Nice. So that, that's me. What's yeah. your least favorite? Oh, yeah. my least, uh, I guess I'm going to have to say Creepshow 3. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, Dave, mine's not much different than yours. It, it, the reason is three is interchangeable for me. It's Creepshow, Trick or Treat, and then three. Honestly, I, I look... The ones that I like, I like almost evenly, so it's very difficult. It could be Tales from the Crypt. It could be Creepshow 2. Mm. Uh, and it could be Trilogy of Terror. It could be any one. Like, I mean, those are, would be probably the next ones in line for nice. the next spot. See, the reason for me that Tales from the Crypt makes my, my number three is because I enjoy every segment where that, that's what it goes by for me. Like, Trilogy of Terror... They're fine. I, I don't I, I don't know if I can say I really like every segment, even though there's only three of them. And what's the other one you mentioned? Because I do like that. Cream Show 2? Yeah. I like it, too. I do like it. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing it soon on Skeleton Crew. But, I mean, um, they are, I, can't, I can't say anything bad about it. I just, you know, you know I, there's a part of me that wishes I could take VHS 1 and VHS 2 and put them together for the ultimate and you know take the five best segments from one and two and that would have been the, easily the number three maybe even number two because i think i think that stuff is that good i just think that in each one there's one that pulls it down far that that's my issue with those movies but still good movies but, you know so you're one creep show two trick-or-treat then three as of right now it's it's uh, creep show two. I'd say creep show two. Yeah, it's... if I had to give it to it, I, I'm nostalgic for that. I loved it as a kid, and I love I do love all three segments. Um, in that one, I've always loved all three segments. <laughs> nice. We're reviewing it soon, so maybe you'll listen to that show. Nah. Creep show one. Nah, fuck it. Yeah, no, no, no skeleton. <laughs> he says, forget about it. <laughs> okay, Brandon. What about you? Hey, Barrio you Tales this? 1, 2, and 3. What is it? Barrio Tales 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> no, Fucking Barrio. Uh, <laughs> I love Asylum and uh, Black Sabbath. So those would probably be like tie for third. And then Creepshow at number two and Trick or Treat at number one. Right on. And least, fa- and, and least, of, uh, and least favorite, VHS Viral. <laughs> okay. Oh, did you get a least favorite, uh, Christian? Um, well, I didn't see these two that everybody is adamant that it's their least favorite. So I'm 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 finding it very difficult because, like I said, body bags. Although really, I only like the gas uh, station sequence. Um, I don't mind the eye with Mark Hamill, <laughs> the segment in there with the the eye. But right. I I don't know if I could say it's my least my least favorite. So 
I guess it's maybe maybe the least favorite of the ones that I've seen. You, you know, you know what? No, it wasn't. I would say Tales from the Dark Side. I remember going to the theater mm. to see that movie and being bored by it. Wow. I was actually bored by Tales from the Dark Side movie. I will admittedly we'll leave this as a cliffhanger. I'll check it out again and I'll give you my official rating again because I think that is Odo. I haven't seen it since the theater because I disliked it that much. Wow, no shit. Yeah. I remember I remember just being bored, underwhelmed. I guess the disappointment that people are here feeling for VHS viral. I remember going thinking, oh my God, this is going to be great. This will be like creep show for the, this generation. And it was just like, eh. Oh no, it's not a creep show for this generation. <laughs> no. Well, that was last generation because was, that was back in like 90. 90- well, right, right. Creep show yeah. for this generation is trick or treat. And that, I mean, that you could say that lived up to it, you know? And so is trick or treat two coming up this year? Uh, not positive yet. I don't know. Keep hearing different things. I'm not holding my breath. Because it seems like Tales from Halloween and or All Hallows Eve has, like, whether, maybe they're not going to do it every year, but it looks like they're going to probably come out with, like, an anthology every two years. Because that... I hope. Honestly, that packaging couldn't be easier to do. You get four or five directors to submit their their movies, and then you pop on a wraparound. (laughs) Like... They're, those ones are, are, are a lot more simple. Really, they're using the theme of Halloween, and that's really it. It's good. It's good. No, it's great. It's a great idea. And that's what I said when we were on, when we were on 22 Shots, is that um, and best idea for a franchise, for a movie that came out this year. That's what I said with Tales of Halloween. I can see them doing that every year. Because I don't know what's going to happen with VHS, and why not? Uh, you know what I mean? It's like you said, get directors together and do it. You know what, though? I want to see an anthology movie where the same writer and the same director do the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Instead of having it all contributions. I want it to be like Creepshow where King wrote them all and Romero directed the movie and boom. There's a fucking... stronger that way. It is stronger that way. And I want to see a Tales from Thanksgiving. A Tales of Thanksgiving. Yeah. With a killer turkey and a toxic cranberry sauce. Yeah, and, 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 a, and a cosplay, like some fucking pilgrims go crazy. Yeah, like, pilgrims start killing people with, with rancid giblets. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start writing it, man. Got right, it. Back to reality. Uh, what is the next segment? <laughs> yeah, let's go to the next segment. Thanks, everybody, again, for your Thank submissions. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate that. Okay, here's the next segment. One is, you know, just to go over some other anthologies, the next one's going to be kind of a rib, kind of for fun, because it's kind of ridiculous. But anyway, uh, this is a, a webpage called horror.about.com, about entertainment. The 25 best horror anthology movies by Mark H. Harris, horror movies expert. I want to see some credentials. I do, too. <laughs> are we experts? Mark, I, I think we probably are. Did you just refer to the next segment as just for ribs? Is it uh, weird that we're talking about a black anthology and now we're talking about ribs? You're bad. You can do it, though. You can get away with it because you're Jewish. You can, you can get away with it because I'm oppressed, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 you're enemies of the Klan, you know? Like, you're, you're, you're together as enemies, you know? My friend, what is that expression? My The enemies of my friends are my enemies, <laughs> Or something the like the enemy that. of my enemy is my friend. 
Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christian's just like, would you guys stop talking? <laughs> right? Okay. Number 21. Here we go. 21. Dead of Night, 1977. Anybody know about this movie? I know about it. I know about it. I've yeah. heard the name. I've never seen it. No, this was... Uh... What year was this? It's made for TV, 1977. And one of them ended up being remade on Trilogy of Terror 2. One of the three... Uh... Dead of Night? Segments. Dead of Night! Yep. I, I think there's dead another of Dead of Night, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dead of Nights. Like, Are you kidding me? I was thinking of the 1940s Dead of Night, which had the uh, the puppet story with with Hugo in it. <laughs> another killer puppet named Hugo. Oh, that's right. We talked about that last show. Yeah, but that was nice. The Dead of Night from 1945. Yeah. I'm not sure if the 77 version is a remake of that. Yeah, that I don't know. But I don't know. I don't, so I we don't know. All right. Well, maybe somebody watch it. I don't know. Tell us what you think. I kind of want to watch it. I hear you. 20s body bags. What are you going to say about that? Wow. Although hey, Johnny, it... sleeping in a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, although it doesn't live up to the potential of the teaming of directors John Carpenter and Toby Hooper, also Wes Craven, Roger Crumman, and Sam Raimi make cameos, this cable TV movie still proves entertaining, alternately chilling, and fun. Stories include, well, we don't have to get too in-depth there. You know what it is. So 20's Body Bags, 19 Tales from the Dark Side, Christian's favorite. <laughs> George Romero. Oh, produced by George Romero. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, this was supposed to be Creepshow 3. Do you know that? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yes, this was supposed to be... Initially, it was going to be marketed as the third Creepshow. And I don't know how and why and everything else, but it didn't work out that way. And Tales from the Dark Side was becoming a television show, or already was, and it became that. It's co-written by Romero and Stephen King. So... He wants I'll to change his vote now. Check, no, I'll, no, I'll check it out again. No, I'm not going to change it until I watch it again. He's but, changing uh, it. I just remember the Hansel and Gretel. Is that the wraparound story? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, with Debbie Harry? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that... that the, is? That's the wraparound story, I think. Yeah. And okay. so she's telling... I guess she's got the girl in the house, and she's telling the stories or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And then, she yeah. is. Okay. I always get that confused with dead time stories. I don't know why, because they came out close to the same time. That's a, that's what nobody talks about, dead time stories. I'm surprised no one brought up Cat's Eyes. Cat's I know. Cat's Eyes is another one nobody talks about. You're right. That's not that's not half bad. All those movies seem to have one segment that everybody knows and that nobody knows the other segments. Yeah, you know yeah exactly. There's a standout. Yeah, there's a standout. Like the Cat's Eyes. There's the one about the cat stealing the breath and that little guy. And not everyone remembers the other ones. You know? I remember the smoker one. The smoker. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. You hear about the smoker one. But just in general, a lot of these movies, you just hear about one of them. Like Trilogy of Terror is notorious for it. You only hear about the fucking Zooey doll. You know which one I used to love? I caught it on uh, First Choice or HBO, but it was called First Choice up here. And it's called After Midnight. It's, hmm. it's a fun movie. If you haven't seen it before, once again, it's got like three, three or four segments. And... I remember them vaguely. I remember one of them specifically, just like you said, you know, when you haven't watched a movie in a long time. But I probably saw that like three times, yet I still don't remember all of the movie. I gotta watch this after midnight. After midnight, yeah. It has uh 
the chick from Friday 13th 4 that was also an American Ninja. Why can't I think of her name right now? She played uh, um, the girl that takes her top off a lot in that movie. Wait, rewind. What was she for? From besides American Ninja, say it again. Friday Thirteenth Part Four. Oh, the final boy. chapter. Take a drink. Three. Final yeah. chapter, girl. Oh, okay. was it Trish? Not Trish. No, no, no. Okay, Sam. one of the twins. Sam. Oh, Sam. Oh, oh, Aronson. Yeah. Judy Aronson. Yeah. Yes. I believe she is. She's in one of the segments. Okay. Uh, then there was uh, Jim, Jimmy, the guy who played uh, Jimmy Olsen. Is that the photographer from Superman? It sure as fuck is. Yeah, right? he's in one of the segments. <laughs> and then I think uh, uh, Chris Sarandon oh, is in shit. one as well. What's this called again? I'm writing this down. After Midnight. After Midnight. Yeah. I actually, I, come to think of it, I guess if we did like a top ten, it would probably be in there for me. Hmm. Maybe I'm show 100. We'll give top 10s for everything. The 10 top 10s. Yes, Again, 10 though, there's tens. some that I haven't seen that I that I will check out. and Like Campfire Tales, I will check out. And Asylum, I'm going to have to check out because it's been getting... Uh, yeah, get on it. Get on it. If we, have reach, it. If we reach show 100, that's what it's going to be. All 10 fucking lists. <laughs> top 10 everything. Okay. 10 top 10s. 10 top 10s. Strange Frequency, number 18 from 2001. Hmm. No fucking clue what this is. Just read about it. I think it's like a... They said it's like a rock and roll Twilight Zone type thing. I'll tell you what. It aired on VH1. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. Wait, I read about this one. Yeah, every every segment has a music-related theme to it or something because of that. Yeah, it does. This has musical theme in each story. It's Judd Nelson's in it, Eric Roberts, John Taylor of <laughs> Duran Duran. What the fuck... And Danny and Christopher Matheson. What the fuck? Huh. I don't know. I don't believe that this movie should be on a top 20 of fucking anthologies. I'm sorry. It's just kind of weird. Come on. VH1? None of us know about it? I mean, it doesn't belong on a list. As far as I'm concerned. Now this one. This next one is something that's... Nobody said a word about it. I don't know if a lot of people count it. Because they might just consider it the pilot episode or something. But number 17 is Night Gallery from 1969. Ah. Yeah. This, I'm a big fan of this. Uh, I, well, I'm a big fan of Rod Serling. Original Twilight Zone. I, I like the Night Gallery show. In this movie, the, this particular one, the first episode. Because it was a movie. It, it was a TV movie. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It wasn't just an episode. It was a pilot, but... This was a TV movie. This is something that I think is very overlooked, is this movie. I I definitely love the first one with the painting, with the, when, and when it's getting closer and closer to coming out of the... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no. yeah. I think that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I and, love anything Rod Serling does. I think we just immediately just associate it with TV. Yeah, of course. And, and it aired on TV, so that's fine. But I mean, yeah. this was a good movie. I guess I could see it. It would be in my top 20. I, it might even be around this spot. That's fine. It's just, you never hear anything about it. Nobody ever says Night Gallery is their top. You know what I mean? You never, you never ever hear it mentioned as, a, as an anthology movie. No. More of a anthology TV show, and they'll say, and even then, it's usually maybe top five or something mm-hmm. after uh, Tales from the Crypt and Twilight Zone. Yeah. But it's damn good, I'll tell you that. Yeah. 
I quite enjoy it. In the first season of the show, I mean, to get off topic a little bit, it's, it's a pretty fucking good show. You have to go back and revisit it. Yeah, it's all out. You can get them all on DVD now. Yeah, They're all I out. have the Twilight Zone. I love the Twilight Zone. I'm just <sighs> not as familiar with Night Gallery. The Twilight Zone, it's my favorite show ever, period. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Twilight Zone's probably my favorite show ever because I've seen it so many times. Each episode, it's like you can almost recite them. We Better than uh, Murder, She Wrote? <laughs> yes. A little bit. Just just a bit. Just a bit. It's We should do a special one day in the Twilight Zone. Maybe like each pick our top three episodes and then do the movie or something like that. I don't know. Yes. Here and we go. Angel, an Angel Lansbury show. <laughs> <laughs> But Night Gallery, very overlooked, uh, unfortunately. But hopefully some people will watch it just based upon that. Uh, number 16, Nightmares. There you go. Woo! Somebody was a fan, right? Christian, Brandon, one of you guys were. I like it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I've i watched it. I haven't seen it in ages, though. I like it, too. Uh, it's a little bit dated in a, in a way. But oh, like the, the arcade? Yeah, the arcade. <laughs> I love that segment. But I enjoyed seeing Emilio Estevez in, in, in that situation. You know? Emilio! <laughs> um, what's that one with uh, the pickup truck? I remember not being too crazy about that. Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> no, it's one of the fucking... Oh, one of the segments? Yeah, I remember there's a truck. It's kind of like a dual ripoff, almost. There was a priest or something. See, it's so forgettable you don't even know, and you're a fan of the movie. That's what I'm trying it's to say. It's been a while. It's, it's been a while. I just, I just ordered it. So I'll okay. revisit it when it comes, and I'll talk to you about the Maximum Overdrive dual ripoff. All right. But, yeah, Nightmares, I'm fine with it being in this position. That's, you know, it's not bad. Twilight's on the movie, number 15. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. It's probably, if I'm making a top 10, I have a, a, a strong feeling it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen this probably more than fucking any other anthology except Creepshow. Now I know you like the the show, Brandon. Are you are you a fan of the movie? I do. I am. I do. I do. I, I am. I do. I am. <laughs> I do. I am a fan. <laughs> I like it too. I, I like the movie a lot. I, it's a little upsetting that people died on the movie, but I mean that's gonna happen. Yeah, and that's there. actually my favorite segment. And I would have loved to have seen like that as a completed segment. Well, I mean, what else could have happened in that segment? It made sense the way it There was ended. a lot more that was supposed to happen. He was, I think he was going to redeem himself at the end. I think he, the whole idea was he saved two kids from the Nazi camp, and that's how they died. Oh, he was going to save them? Yeah, that's... And redeem the, the himself? He actually oh. died while in the, they were in water on a set. And I know that. With right. the two kids. Yeah, he was with two kids. I think he was saving two kids. Yeah, they were Vietnamese. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was saving them, and and you know the blade got them when the when the chopper crashed. Well, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah, because I think yeah. it was supposed to be a totally different feel to it. I mean, now it's like the most depressing one because it's like, well, depressing depending on how you look at it. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I I don't think I'd want the ending to be changed. You saw the way that ended when he fucking sees his friends outside the bar and he's gone and he's being hauled off to the concentration camp. That's fucking dreadful. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't like it nobody likes it <laughs> oh man I'm just saying he was talking shit about Jews and he ended up becoming one so he got his comeuppance again his, his c- 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 comeuppance <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I'm always a fan of, of those type of situations where you're calling out to somebody and you're behind something and they're friends of yours and you can hear them and see them, but they can't hear or see you. I love when they do that in horror movies. I love that shit. And yeah, that's why you love Asian horror so much. That's one of the many reasons, yeah. That's, that's a staple of Asian horror. Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, no, I do too. You know, and that's what happens at the end of this one. Uh, at the end of the thing, he gets hauled off. He sees his friends, hey, hey, hey. And so how did they film that if that was supposed to be the ending? If they were supposed to have a different ending? What was that? Well, just in case you get whacked, we're going we're gonna to film this here. I don't know. No, 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 he got taken to the camp, and then they were going to, they had more footage of him at the camp. Oh. It was supposed to be like twice as long, the segment. Really? Yeah, there, there was more footage after that. That wasn't supposed to be the end. They just cut it down to there because out of respect, you know, they they weren't going to get different actors to fill right. in it, you know. But, uh, yeah, there was supposed to be, there was more story. There was more filmed Man. all the way up until into the camp where That's... he escapes and redeems himself, I believe. Wow, interesting. Man, I'd like to see that script. Oh, now you'd like to see it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'm not so crazy about the happy ending, but hey, whatever, whatever. Well, you know. I mean, we get the happy ending in episode three, you know? Or not episode three, episode two, where, where uh, with Scatman Carruthers. I mean, you know, that whole thing. Where he starts shining? When he starts shining, yeah. <laughs> Only those that shine can see. Yeah. Shine on you, Chris Diamond. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kick the can. <laughs> yeah. But wow. yeah, that's, that's a great movie. We could go on. I, I that, That's honestly kind of a weakness of it. I do really enjoy that episode, but it's not horrific whatsoever. I heard the, the Vic Morrow segment was supposed to be called Kick the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay, that's it. And the last two are great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is a great movie. I can't believe I totally forgot about it when I was naming my favorites, but it would definitely make a top ten. Probably five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan. Okay, how about anyone know this after midnight from nineteen eighty nine? No, I don't. I don't remember bringing it up about ten minutes ago. (laughs) Never heard of it. Is this the one with with um what's her name from Friday Four? <laughs> and from Weird Science. Everybody in the face right now. Oh fuck! I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't realize she was talking about the girl from Weird Science. After midnight, yeah, let's see. Is that her? Let me see the picture. Is she on the cover here? Let's see. After midnight, you know, it's a, a cover. bizarre cover of like I think like a, a vortex of time. There's a girl screaming. I think there's a clock and something like that. There's a couple of different artwork uh, covers for this. That might be her on the left after midnight. That might be Judy Aronson. That might be her. Wow. Yeah, I think they went with a very generic cover now. Yeah, it's like three people in front of yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. That looks yeah. awful. But that's it. Nineteen eighty number 14. Yeah. It's a stranded couple take refuge in a creepy old house where five people were murdered. That sounds like a fucking slasher. Uh, four teenage girls go out of town late one night at a rundown gas station with a deranged attendant and his vicious dogs. Hmm. Yeah, see, I mixed that up. So the first segment's with Jimmy. Second segment's with uh, Julie. Jimmy, Julie, and a woman working the night shift for a telephone messaging service is stalked by a caller. Yeah. <gasps> the wraparound, I think, has um, Chris Sarandon. 
Alright, I'm checking this out. I'm looking I'm definitely checking this movie out. I, I love the, the old credits. I, did, I didn't see Chris Sarandon's name in there. It's you know what? I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Number thirteen, Tales from the Hood. Ever anybody ever hear of that one? No. What's that? I don't know. It's number thirteen here, so it must be decent. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> number twelve. From a whisper to a scream, nineteen eighty seven, aka yeah. the offspring. Yeah, wasn't this one of uh, Vincent Price's last ones? Yeah, I think it was. From mm-hmm. a whisper to a scream, mm-hmm. eighty. You said eighty-seven, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he did Edward Scissorhands, but I think he came, and that's the actual last thing he did. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands was. Remember, he died on on like, screen. <laughs> yeah. Huh? No, I don't remember that. Johnny yeah, Depp kill him I'm with pretty the sure that was a swan song. That was the last thing. Johnny Johnny Depp, you know, went to uh, check his prostate. And... <laughs> 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 he lived all the way up on the hill. He didn't want to go down to see his proctologist. He said, Edward, do me a favor. Uh, uh, Jesus <laughs> Christmas. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Shit okay. down on a legend. But just so that, yeah, it wasn't Chris Sarandon. We'll just put this to rest. It was uh, Rami Zada. Rami Zada. <laughs> yeah, that's How the totally, fuck is that? I, I always get them confused. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I honestly say Chris I, Sarandon reminded me of a young Rami Zada. <laughs> at this point, at this point, I just want to say fuck you to both of you. Just <laughs> <laughs> did you say Zarada? Zada. Oh, Zed, I was going to say Sarandon Zarada. Kind of sounds familiar. I no, the there's no connection whatsoever. Shit. <laughs> I was I was pulling for you, man. <laughs> oh, here we go. Number eleven, Campfire Tales. See, some other people like this movie. I don't remember it too well. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember hating it. It's not bad. It's not I'll bad. I have to revisit. I have to revisit a lot of these anthologies. Check it out, guys. Yeah, we should. De- I mean, not that we're planning ahead, but we should definitely continue to have anthology shows sprinkled in every now and then because okay. they are fun. We're going to do anthology shows we're, again. We're definitely going to. Absolutely. We're going to have a listener's choice soon, too, right? Yeah. And yeah. who knows? Maybe they'll choose anthology. anthologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's or, the... or maybe they'll choose a, a Rami Zada retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the guy's name? I'm not even going to say. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Rami Zada? Rami, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the guy who plays, who's a, he's basically a young Chris Sarant. <laughs> He's a poor man, Christian. That's all. <laughs> he was an actor in Guided Light. That was his big claim to fame. He was in Two Evil Lives, actually. George Romero and Dario Argento. Ah. Oh, that's an, that's an anthology. Yeah, wow. No one even mentioned that. No. Wow. We'll see if it shows up on any list. Let's see. Speaking of list, number 10. Crooked House. What? What? Yeah. We just wanted at the same time. Okay, 2008. Okay, it's a century-spanning British anthology aired on BBC as a miniseries in three 30-minute episodes, Ooh, each telling a ghost story from a different era set in and around the same cursed house, and each creepier than the one before it. This is classic old-fashioned haunted house stuff. Stories include... Yeah, I won't get into it. But. See, this is listed as a TV show, as a TV series. Because it went four episodes, it says. Hmm. 
Well, we'll get back to you on that. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm just... <laughs> we'll come back to you on that, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> like a weather man. <laughs> right, I don't know what else to say when we're on the show and this comes up and I'm stumped. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look it up like in a different way and see if I can locate it. Can you buy it is the question. Uh, I'll check that out. Okay, you do that. Keep going on with the list, I will check availability. All right. Number nine, Asylum. There it is. Good movie. Check it out, Christian. Mm-hmm. The young ladies. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, see, this is the first time that twist happened. The one that foreshadows a tale of two sisters. And another movie that we talked about on our top ten movies of the year. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not going to say it because it gives everything away. But Asylum. How have I... I've seen it, but I remember very little. And I don't remember that crazy twist. So, I'm a little confused. Yeah, Asylum's good. I don't know if Crooked House has a Region 1 release, but it has a Region 2 release. Naturally. But you can get it for six bucks, less than six bucks. Nice, okay. Region 2. So what I can do. Is it DVD? It is, yeah, DVD. I don't have a region-free DVD. Oh, well, maybe, oh, PS3 would probably work. Okay. That's the thing, guys. If you have a PS4, you better keep your PS3. Because you need them both. Because PS4 doesn't play dick. PS3 will play just about anything. So I have to keep both. So, just a word to the wise out there. Keep your PS3. Don't sell that shit. Because it plays just about anything. <laughs> Especially uh, dick. <laughs> it plays dick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, number eight, Quidon. This is a classic here. You know, I never saw it. This was one that I was going to just bring up as, if it didn't get mentioned, is one that I want to see. This one has a Criterion release. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I don't I actually. I really need to see this movie. I like, uh, I like anything Criterion pretty much puts out. They put uh, out, obviously, great films. Yeah, they do. Japanese fucking horror. I mean, that's yeah. my shit. This, this one's old, too. This one's from the 60s, right? Yeah, it's from 64. Yeah. yeah. But no one else has seen it? No. I've never seen it. No. Oh, check it. Oh, here we go. Number seven, Dead of Night, 1945. Hugo. Hugo, the doll. There it is. A ventriloquist believes his brazen dummy is alive. It's the fourth one. Yep. Wow. Oh, there's a Christmas. A young woman encounters a ghostly child at a Christmas party. Huh. Yeah, another one I want to check out. The groundbreaking and surprisingly trippy British film. Hmm. Set the stage for the plethora of British anthologies that would follow in the 60s and 70s. Wow. Dead of Night. There's lots of films to watch. Cool, cool, cool. All right, number six, Three Extremes, 2004. Good stuff. Yeah. You said you liked part two also, Dave, right? Yes. Um. Well, part two, I really like the third one. I like the first, but it's the kind that I need to watch again. The, third one, the third one is great. It is great. The second one, great. not so good. But two the out puppet of- one, yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah, that one probably the weakest. The first mm-hmm. one, what was the first one again? It was fucked up. The guy's wife was missing, but she was actually dead, and it turns out he actually killed her. And he oh yeah, yeah. Different perspective. It's it's like it's a lot creepy. of creepy. It's very creepy. It's creepy. It should, it has that vibe that a lot of Asian movies have. Yeah, that it's really cool. But the thing is, it requires a second watch to to really yeah see what yeah. the fuck's going on. I actually just rewatched it for for 2002 but but yeah. that third segment was phenomenal and you know that three extremes two came out before three extremes one yeah I, you know because i see that sometimes it's just referred to as three 
Yeah, this is called Three Extremes, and it came out in 2004. The other one, yeah. came, part two, came out in 2002, so I don't know. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one has uh, uh, Mikay, fucking Chanwook Park. Yeah. And uh, Fruit Chan as the uh, the directors. So, the did one you, did, made did, you say, did you say Long Duck Don? Yeah, Long Duck Don. <laughs> okay. Let's just offend everybody tonight. <laughs> oh, these were six, 16 candles. What's happening, lady? I know. I don't know. Right. No, I, I just want the listeners to know. I don't want them to think, oh my God, all he does is insult these different races. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're doing just through. I'm movie going through movies, though. Through our <laughs> shared love of movies. It's, a, it's an intelligent way to do it. Oh, I've only offended you through movies. <laughs> and I'll tell, I'll tell the viewers, like I tell everyone, whenever I tell a joke about any sort of race group, my father's Asian. <laughs> He's not, but he is whatever the joke is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you could just say you have a girlfriend that's Asian. That's the easiest way to do it. Well, that's believable, because you know us Jewish guys and our Asian women. Yes, and when you get older, it'll be black women. Yeah, that's fine. That's not a joke. That's a fact. Damn it, I know. <laughs> don't tell me you don't know, because it's true. I know. I can't blame them. I love them myself. So. But anyway. Hey. <laughs> Top five. Here we are. Trilogy of Terror, number five. Yeah. Did you guys know that they're written by Richard Matheson? All of them? No. Pretty interesting, huh? I yeah. fucking love what that man writes, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, what are you going to say? Trilogy of Terror, it's fucking a classic. And Karen Black is just phenomenal. I mean, think about it. They took one chick and put her in three of them, three segments, the same girl. And the son of the doll went on to star in Ooga Booga. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about Ooga Booga. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of these people, like, even though I've seen that movie a bunch of times, like, I have nothing in terms of factual information to give out right now, so I just have to go with a joke every time. I I have nothing. Well, it's good, you, you see Ooga Booga so many times? Ooga Booga. Ooga Booga Booga Booga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Number four is Creep Show. Four? What the fuck? Well, it depends. What's ahead of it? N- nothing can. Please. All right, number four is Creep Show. Number three is Black Sabbath. Oh, I know Brandon's gonna be okay with that. that I'm very okay with that. And Black Sabbath's phenomenal. Great band. <laughs> great band too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but great. Listen, I'm fine with the movie. I I really am fine with. It. There's a lot of good things going on with it. It's just not Creep Show to me. Creep Show is an entity all its own. No, no. Black Sabbath's more of a number three movie. Creep Show's clearly a number four. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Ooh. I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear it. All right. But yeah, Black Sabbath, please go see that movie if you haven't. Straight up. Mario Baba, shit, man. Good stuff. Two, Tales from the Crypt, 1972. Okay. Gotta love it. Gotta yeah. love it. It's a fucking great movie. If you haven't seen it, see it. And number one, this is what I, I take issue with. And I, I mean, okay, number one is Trick or Treat. And I'm fine with Trick or Treat. It's a modern masterpiece. Listen, <laughs> I'm fine with Trick or Treat. It's my number two. <laughs> it's just not Creep Show. It's just, I don't know. A lot of people are going to probably disagree with me. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll say it without any mail. It's Trick or Treat number one. Okay. I love Trick or Treat. 
I like it a lot. I really do. I just think that the sum of the parts, or I forgot that expression. I, I never know how to say it. Um, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, or something like that. Yeah. It's atmosphere. It's amazing right. atmosphere. As far as the story being very strong, I can't say they all are. That's all. But you said not, it right. They're not bad. I like they're, some of those parts. I like some of his parts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some of his parts. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, we all had it on our list, right? Didn't we all? all I feel the same with Creepshow, yeah. though. I don't feel like all the stories in Creepshow are great. <sighs> Maybe not, but the presentation of Creepshow is amazing. What's your favorite story uh, segment on Creepshow? Something um, to tie you over. Yes. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, Nielsen yeah. he's awesome. steals the fucking show. He's so good. He's hilarious that, that's, in it. That's the best. <laughs> uh, he is hilarious. He is. I laugh the whole time. He's great as a fucking bad guy. He's funny. You know, he's got charisma. But Creepshow, it's just, it's in a league of its own to me. It's like the presentation, like the soundtrack is so underrated. It's incredible. The, the way they use the lights, it's colorful. It, it, the way they use the comic book gimmick. It's just like nothing else like it. It just like sits on a pedestal to me. So, you know, that's just me personally. I just, it is what it is. It's it's in my top ten horror movies, period. So, of course, it's my favorite anthology. And I'm not knocking Trick or Treat. I think it's a great movie. I just, you know. You I'm know, not sure I, either one of those movies would be in my top ten horror movies. No, I, I understand that. No one has them in their top ten horror movies, really. Well, you just said Creepshow would be in your top ten horror Me, movies. yeah, but just me. I'm just, I'm just trying to think if an anthology, if there was going to be an anthology, it would be Trick or Treat, but it's so hard to say where it would fit in. Yeah, I hear That's you. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, now, now that we finished that, I, as I was searching for what to do with these lists, I came across this webpage, and it's called hellhorror.com. Has anyone heard of this page? No. No. Okay. Well, let me just tell you something. They have a bunch of top ten lists. Now, for some reason, the other top ten lists, they're there. It goes ten to one, and it gives you an explanation. Number ten is this. You know, different things. Ten, top ten zombies, top ten vampires, etc. So I found... Top 10 anthologies, because I was searching for what to read on the show, and I came across this. Now, instead of showing us the top 10, they it's hard to explain, but they give us the top 20. No, they give us the top <laughs> 19, okay? Now, here's their top... Now, listen to what their fucking top... Let me... Listen. Just, just listen to this. Number 19 is Dead Time Stories. Anybody... Okay, I know what it is. You guys I know what it is. Okay, well, it's their number 19, okay? Number 18 is Scary or Die from 2012. What? Okay. <laughs> is that number a, a movie? Apparently, yes. <laughs> number 17 is VHS Viral. <laughs> okay. What? Now, yes. Number yes. 17? Yes, yes it is. VHS Viral. Let me talk about Viral. I do not hate it the way other, everyone else does. I knew it was going to be a piece of shit when I saw the trailer. I don't know why, but I did. It's just one of those things I said it would be. And I was right this time, so I'm going to brag. But the first one was a good story, but it was not found footage. That was my beef. It was the magician. 
And it was a good story, but it was not found footage, and there was, it's hard to explain. VHS 1 and 2 made an art of finding different ways to implement found footage into their stories, right? This one was weakly done. They didn't, the story was fine, but it was not found footage. That was my first beef. The second one was very good, and the third one was fucking horrendous. And the wraparound, it's very subjective. It's, it's hard to explain, but it's weird. Or to I, explain, I don't. I didn't understand a fucking thing about the wraparound. That's what I hated about. It. I'm like, what? I I just couldn't make sense of any of it. I don't know. I I think maybe it made sense, but it, you really have to pay attention or something. I might have to rewatch that giant turd. I've only seen. I don't think it was a giant turd. So what do you? Okay, you thought the first one sucked with the magician. Actually, the magician one was okay. Okay, what about the second one with the alternate realities? I thought that was the best one. The alternate realities. Remember the guy sees himself in a different time and he goes into his realm and his, the guy comes in his realm and ends up getting with his wife and he stays on the other side and it's all fucked up shit? Oh, yeah. I like that one. That's what I'm saying. The I third, really like it. The third one I'm was the, the kids on the bicycle. Yeah, right? which got went out way too long and became fucking a one-trick pony and it was just too much. It sucked, kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that one I didn't really like. Um, I don't think it's the piece of shit everyone's. No, made. no, it's you know what? If if I was, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna rate it now because I only saw it once and it's been a while. But it's just you know what it is compared to the first two, which had such strong standout stories, and even the lesser of the ones that we didn't like on the first two are pretty much better than the standouts on Viral. Mm-hmm. So that that's really what it is. That's why people hate it so much. I think if you were to go back and really watch it if people to people were truly to give honest criticism of viral it wouldn't be as horrible right but it's it wouldn't be great <laughs> in comparison no i, I think the yeah. second one would have fit in any of the other two though yeah that it's, was a good one now that you remind me of it I, I remember that now i i did like that one it fits in the first one was a good good one but doesn't belong on a phone footage movie it belongs on yeah. some other anthology it should have been on fucking all hallows eve too or something Brand, uh, Christian, you didn't see it? Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Well, check it out and get back to us. Cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, number 16, the ABCs of death. I don't know. I'm very mixed with those. Okay. Some of, them are, some of them are good, some of them are trash. As most of us are. Number 15, Necronomicon, Book of the Dead. Uh, I don't know a fucking thing about this movie. Never saw it. Right? Okay, so this is Hell Horror, okay? These are high-rated. 14 Tales from the Dark Side, okay. 13 Trilogy of Terror, okay. 12 VHS, all right. 11 Creepshow 2. Now we get into their top 10. <laughs> their number 10 is ABC's The Death 2. <laughs> so, really? So they're saying ABC's The Death 2 is better than Trilogy of Terror, VHS, and Creepshow 2. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? The only thing I could say about having ABCs of Death 2 on that list is that they have it higher than Part 1, which I actually liked Part 2 a little bit better. I agree, but... But it does not... <laughs> but neither one belongs on that list. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, number 9, Tales from the Hood. Okay. That's fine. We're not going to argue with this. Number 8, Three Extremes. Okay. Number 7, Twilight Zone, the movie. All right. Number 6, A Christmas Horror Story. Which, whatever, we enjoyed it. Does this list have any, like, old movies, or is it just all, like, more contemporary? I'm just reading what it says. Number six is the Christmas Horror Story. I actually really liked Christmas Horror Story. 
I liked it too. It's just not a top six. No, you got to <laughs> cut out that uh, that school segment. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying, Christian? I was just gonna say I I have a feeling I'll watch it every Christmas season though. I might. I'll watch Krampus for damn sure. As far as that, yeah, probably too. You're right. If ever it comes out, I'll watch Krampus. <laughs> it's coming. Okay, number five is Creepshow. No respect again. Number five. Number yes. four. I told you it was a number four movie. <laughs> number four is VHS two. Now I enjoy VHS two. I really do. Don't get me wrong. I just number four. I, I don't know. It just Creepshow. it just sounds like this list is all pretty much contemporary. You know, a it's few eighties, a few eighties thrown in there, but nothing old. It's fucked up. Number three, Stephen King's Cat's Eye. <laughs> That's way too high for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I, I have nostalgia for that movie because that's like one of the earliest anthologies I remember seeing over and over on TV. And, you know, the last story especially always creeped me out. I do like the last story. I'm with yeah. you. I just. I love I love how the cat, you know, and the doll get it on. I just. That <laughs> came out damn. so wrong. The cat and the doll get it on. <laughs> Clearly, the time is affecting my speech nice okay let's uh, tales of halloween number two. Ugh. are you kidding me right i was so disappointed with tales of halloween oh really i, I only saw it. I look, it. look i didn't i didn't hate I it by like any it. means I, you know it was a it was definitely above average in terms of my rating for it but it, it's definitely one i need to re-see but i wasn't blown away like i was hoping to be well, i like just it. because uh segments would just start and end like it felt like there wasn't a lot of payoff all the time. Yeah, with, with some of the segments, mm-hmm. some of them had it, some of them didn't. Same thing with All Hallows Eve too. I just felt like you just fit, said, oh, you know what, we'll throw it in there because it's kind of cool." But it just happened, and then you just buy it or you don't buy it, and they're under the next one anyway. So uh, I'm not buying it. Yeah, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's not number two. No, it's no. not number two. It's That's, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's not better than Creepshow or Creepshow 2 or fucking any of these movies we've discussed. It's just, I don't know. Is number one at least Trick or Treat? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that redeems itself, you're telling me? <laughs> it redeems itself that it belongs in a in a top five. Like I, To me, it's it's my favorite when I think of them. And I haven't seen some of the older ones, you know, like uh, Dead of Night and... Quite on, or however you say it, but right. Uh, it it really is a terrific anthology film, and I just I love it. It's got so much rewatchability. I'm listen. I'm not complaining about it. I just think that <laughs> a lot of the stuff on this list, having two of the ABCs of deaths in the top twenty of any fucking anthology list, it, it is ridiculous. Having Cat's Eye hit number three, VHS number two, and no mention of VHS one. Yeah, this just seems like a really subjective list from a somewhat lunatic. I don't know. I'll tell you something. <laughs> I'll tell you something about hellhorror.com. After I saw that, I saved it. And just about two days ago, I saw that they broke a story. American Horror Story next season is about to be about Slender Man, they said. Now, this, yes, I well, heard that. Well, yes, you did hear it. You heard it about a month ago, and it was the rumors were debunked about fucking one or two days later. Really? It's not going to happen. I didn't. Right? I didn't hear the debunking. The, the yeah, they said no. But, Ooh. but the bottom line is this: 
this hell whore broke the story like it was new. So oh, okay. I don't know what is with this website, but <laughs> it's it's pretty ridiculous. Maybe he's in an alternate dimension where he gets his news like four weeks later than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. See if two days from now he debunks the Slenderman story. But he rates Cat's Eye number three. I don't know what to tell you about him. I, I just... <laughs> We need to have a Slenderman movie, though. Fuck Slenderman. Why? He's I'll tell you creepy why. as hell. Because my daughter is nine years old, and she's been talking about him for two years. I'm not oh. interested in seeing something that my daughter thinks is scary as fucking the, the lead antagonist on something that I hold in such high regard as American Horror Story. That's all. It's just... Uh, see, I'm, I don't hold American Horror Story in that high regard anymore. Holy fuck. What? <laughs> Did you watch this last season? No, I haven't watched it yet, but I will. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, <laughs> another, another. We'll talk about that another. Another time. cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Next will year. Dave's head implode? <laughs> Dude, every season is great on that show. I'll just leave it at that. That list was definitely head imploding. Oh, oh thank you. Holy fuck! What? That's why I read it. Just because I came across it, I'm like, this is too ridiculous not to share. So. Hellhorror.com, thank you for that entertainment. Mm, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which Do we want to start us- wars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to fucking fight everybody now. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's all we need. We're offending fucking races, religions, uh, listeners, websites. What's next? We love everyone. I do. I know I do. I do too. I do it out of love. I'm Christian doesn't. I've heard Christian talking mad shit about people before the show. (laughs) I got nothing but but positive things to say. I used to have uh, podcast wars on a couple of the old shows. And I said, never again will I argue with anybody on a podcast. Or not on a podcast, but online and talk about it on a podcast. Or any of that stuff. It's all, all pleasantries from me. So there. This is the this is an older, mellower Dave Z. Pleasantries and toiletries. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's another. That's a, a offshoot podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's my mantra. I won't be on that one. I'll be on who's who's the asshole of the day. That'll be my next podcast. Unlistenable assholes return. <laughs> you want to be on that show? Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So that brings us to our feature presentation. Okay, Southbound 2015. Five interlocking tales of terror follow the fates of a group of wary travelers who confront their worst nightmares and darkest secrets over one long night on a desolate stretch of desert highway. Okay. Before we get into this, I want to ask I want to ask Brandon a question because I don't know if you remember this, but we were in a group chat the other day. Yes. And <laughs> you said that you were watching Southbound at the time. And then you um, hit the thumbs up button a bunch of times in a row. So oh, I, yeah. I do that on. sometimes. That's okay. I know you do. I know. So <laughs> I made, you know, I, I made a corny joke and I said, um, what are you doing over there jerking off? You know? And you said, I'd rather be jerking off. So, one guy to another, I realize that any alone time is a good time to jerk off. That That's fine. Right? 
This is uh, not where I thought the conversation was going. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> well, hold on. And I, I respect that. If you're alone, nobody's around, jerk off, fine. But were you saying that you wanted to fucking rub one out because the movie was so bad? Or just because, you know, you happen to be alone and say, because, you know, I'd rather be jerking off than doing almost anything, which I can I honestly don't know why I said that. It just seems to happen a lot in the group chats, you know, especially okay. when I'm just bullshitting with the guys. It's a lot of jerking off talk and a lot of name calling. All That's we do fine. is pretty much insult each other and kind of talk about jerking off. That's but fine. To be honest, you were just I... responding to my lame joke with a lame joke of your own. That's all. It was just. Ooh, that hurt. Why? Lame joke. Well, okay. You were responding to my to my good joke with a, a funny joke of your own. I was responding to your lame joke with a good joke of my own. There you go. <laughs> I can accept that. My feelings. No, no I'm just kidding. I yeah, wasn't I was part of this around. group chat, and I just want to say, I don't ever want to be part of this group chat. <laughs> like, hey, hey, fuck face. Yeah, yeah I gotta go jerk off. Wad. Okay. <laughs> you go do that. I might just jerk off in peace and not actually broadcast it on the interweb. It wasn't as long a conversation as, as Dave made it out to be. It was basically oh, me was... hitting the thumbs up 40 times in a row just to be annoying. Him saying, what are you doing jerking off? And me saying, I'd rather be jerking off. Mm-hmm. After I told him I was watching Southbound. Mm-hmm. and then That's I... all it was. So yeah. I was trying to say, was that a slant on Southbound? Or was that just a normal thing to say. Absolutely not cuz I actually went back and rewatched Southbound again. Oh, so the second I was going to say this I didn't I didn't watch it all. I watched it kind of like halfway through the first time and then I had to stop. So then when I st- started it up again, I actually started from the beginning. So I saw the first half twice and the ending once. Okay, well I cannot wait to watch this the second time cuz watching it the first time was a little too confusing because we're expecting an anthology. And when one ends, the other one begins, and we were not really privy to that as the viewer. Yeah, so, this, this just intertwines right into the next one. Which I liked. I know. I loved it. I yeah, loved it. That, I thought it was a great way of doing it. Some some are better than others. Like, the first one, it kind of just falls that maid over to the door, and then we're on to the next story. But I loved how, um, I guess, episode or segment two goes into three. I thought that was the most well, successful seg- one. Segment, that was confusing. Segment, segment one ties in with segment five. Well, of course. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Way in and way out. I have all the titles. It's yeah, called... me too. Okay, way out. Right. Yeah. The way out and the way in. And obviously, it's kind of backwards. But yeah, I mean, because at the beginning, you see what follows after what they show us at the end. It's kind of backwards in that respect. Yes. But I got to tell you right off the bat. I loved what the fuck was going on with those two guys in the bay. Not so much because you don't really know what it is at the time, but when you see those things hanging in the sky in the distance. Yes. Incredible. So, so fucking cool and haunting. I loved them. And there's one moment where the one does come down and it fucking takes out the guy. And it's like kind of a, a, a city, city, a shitty CGI stab for a second. But then it goes right back to showing these creatures close up. And, yeah, they're better in the distance. But it, it was CG, and it still looked cool, though. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. It was not bad CG. Even the kill itself, you know, yeah, it looked CG, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, terrible. No, no, it wasn't terrible. And the after effect, the gore. Yeah. It was great. It, I'll say it right off the bat. In every segment, there's either gore or blood or something. And yes. most of it's done pretty well. Yeah. 
And right off the bat, I thought the soundtrack was good. I like how they oh, yeah. bring music you into the movie. I know we were talking, someone brought up music earlier, uh, but I also just love how we're brought into the movie. It looks good, uh, and it you're in for the story, and I thought it just threw you in, and I bought into it. I Right away, I bought into it, and uh, I thought it was very successful. I thought the way out, um, Radio Silence, they, did they start on YouTube? The oh, I don't I believe know. They did. I believe they did. Really? Well, yeah, they were yeah. involved in VHS with the rest of these people. Yeah, but I, I they think started they started on YouTube. YouTube, on YouTube, I think. Wow. And I thought they did a great way in, in how the first story becomes the wraparound, so to speak. I mean, um, and ultimately, right. I love the posters for this movie, too. I think that should be said right out of the gate. That's so cool. Poster art is fantastic. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a cool poster. And it fits in with eventually what, what we learn about in the plot. Yes. It fits in. It ties in. Like, everything else ties in. Yeah. yeah. And this debuted in Toronto at the, the film festival. And it got mixed reviews. Like, some people thought it was absolutely phenomenal and fresh and great. Other people, of course, you got a bunch of naysayers, too. I, I'm with the fresh and great. I thought, uh, I was just saying right uh, right before we started uh, talking about this segment, I was I was talking, telling Brandon that uh, this could be a top five anthology. Uh, maybe even top three. Uh, wow! It could wow. be. It could be. Holy I'm just saying. Fuck. I, one thing, the one thing about this, though, is that it loves to leave you in limbo and make you fill in the blanks. But I think a movie's successful if it gives you enough to think about without just being a what the fuck. <laughs> and I think there was a lot more what the fuck than just leaving you to fill in the blanks. I mean... There's I, a few, there's a few stories in particular that have a few more what the fucks yeah. that if, if you can just piece them together, I totally agree with you that this could easily turn into one of my favorite anthologies. I don't yeah. know where I put it on the top, but I, I absolutely loved it. Wow. I'm so happy to hear this because I was... These guys were talking amongst themselves before we came on. Just for a moment, I was gone. I came back, and they said that they agreed on something, and what Brandon said was, I didn't want to be the only one like I was for the boy last week. So now, if you listen to our last show, he he was the one that didn't like the boy. And he was alone on it, where, where Christian and I liked it more. So I was thinking that both you guys were going to hate the movie the, when you said that. So that left me like, I was like, oh, they're really gonna, both not going to like it? And now this took me by total surprise that you both do like it. Oh yeah, no, so, I, lo- I love the setup for the first story. I love the fact that they keep driving, they keep coming back into the town. It, I immediately, and I didn't even realize that they referenced it in the movie, but I immediately thought of uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, I didn't even know they. they uh, I don't. I missed the reference. But yeah, uh, the, that's, yeah. the the waitress the in the diner who says you have to buy something. Mm-hmm. Her name is Sutter after Sutter Kane from. Oh, is it? Yeah, I read that on here. Like I never would have. I, I was trying to look at her name tag in the movie. I couldn't see it, but I read that on here. I love little Easter eggs or little things like that afterwards. Yeah, too. I thought yeah. that was really cool. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's awesome because that's immediately what I what I thought about. Like an off-cuff, like that's a horror fan reference. We're not talking about naming mm-hmm. someone Carpenter or Craven, right. even though those are horror fan reference. That's been now done to death. It was great yeah. back in the late 80s and whatever. But now that's something that is like kind of, that's just super cool because you know that that's for us. <laughs> yeah. Even though I didn't yeah. get it. <laughs> but still, now you know that that's sweet. Next time you see it, you'll look. That's fucking, that's I, so Yeah, cool. I love that mystery around there. Uh 
and just how that whole thing was set up with them going there before the looping just as it got into the diner it just it was great mm-hmm. she's like rough great. night <laughs> yeah and i'm like at first i'm thinking she's being she's being kind of nonchalant considering the guy has blood on his face and a, a lot on the back of his neck and yeah again, i was thinking that too i'm like he's got a lot of blood on his neck <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, it comes out later as to why yeah. but it, it, the first time that's what i'm saying i really can't wait to watch it the second time because i watched this the first time and I watched it yesterday, and I took notes and this and that. And uh, at one point, I was really confused, even going from the two to the three, because of I didn't know when one was ending and one was beginning, and why this is happening. I'm like, when's the next chapter coming? And I'm waiting for it to happen, and now realizing that this is done in a loop form. It's kind of revolutionary for uh, for for an anthology where yeah, it's just that was, one into the other, right? That was, that was great, but they actually did a. a good job of of telling you kind of like where you can pause it like here okay pause it now in retrospect yeah but when i was watching yesterday like going from two to three when the girl leaves the first thing uh you know with the witches and yeah. then she gets hit and then i'm still thinking it's her story then it becomes the next guy's story and yeah. so nobody told me which is fine which I, yeah i love that actually I, i'm glad yeah there's there's not a spoon to be seen in sight that's fine they're not spoon feeding us anything they're they're telling us just enough to tell us there's enough backstory. They're looping it. It's fine, which is why I can't wait to watch it a second time. But confused at first, I, I will admit that I was. You know. Well, well and I, I was in certain segments as well. Um, I th- I thought it was not as successful going from the accident segment to jailbreak. I thought that one was um, again. I I saw the transition happen. That one I think you knew it was transitioning because you had already been. Like you already experienced that first one from session two going into three. So Mm -hmm. three going into four. uh, I thought that four was the weakest jailbreak. I thought was the weakest entry. I agree. In this one. I agree that it was the, the probably the most, what the fuck one. Mm -hmm. But But they just throw you into it, into a weird scene in. I kind of, I kind of actually love the way it transitioned from the accident to jailbreak. Okay. Well, it's, it, kind of, it was kind of creepy to me, but like fitting based on, especially once you really knew what was going on at the end. And I thought it, more was going to happen. I thought well, it was going to be more about the bar than anything because when the guy walked I'm in, with you. Yeah. right, and the guy said, you know, there's a lot of shithole bars or something like that, he tells him, and then doesn't he say something like, you know, this is the wrong bar to be doing this, and then he kind of turns into something, that one guy, that biker-looking guy, so I thought it was all going to be about that bar, and because the girl was on the phone talking to the guy from the the segment previous, I thought that this bar held some type of secret society or something, that that bar was what was fucked up, so I didn't expect them to go off into a tattoo parlor, which was irrelevant to the bar. That That's what yeah. was kind of weird to me, you know? Yeah. In order to save the spoilers, because this is kind of a tough movie to do it. When you see the movie for yourself, you'll know why. We're just going to save the spoilers for the end. We'll try to go segment to segment and say everything we can about them until the end. So, I mean, we, we, we basically talked about the beginning. The, the, you know, these two guys are on the run. The things are flying in the sky. We didn't mention that the, the guy had a picture of a girl, right? And they're looking at it. And a young girl, like it yeah. would be his daughter or something like that. You know what I mean? And they're running away, and they stop at the bar. And then, when they're at the bar, is that when he gets that uh, 
wait a minute, was it him? No, 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 no. Is it in the bar when all of a sudden he gets pulled by that invisible force and it's the shirt? Yeah, he's in the bathroom. He gets pulled by like some invisible force, and then the whole the whole diner is shaking. Just shaking, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's a shirt that's pulling him, and that shirt's going to yeah. come back in later on. I don't know if you realize that or not. I, I, I you know, that ties in, because this is the way out and the way in. It's the, it ties everything in. Yeah. But, so these guys are doing their thing, and they can't get out, and, you know, the one thing comes down, and it, it kills the one guy, and then the other guy goes to a hotel, and... Then all of a sudden he sees this girl. I, th- I believe it's the girl in the picture, and he's calling. Yeah, it's his daughter, Catherine. Right, and he's chasing her, and she's going in a room, and then she's gone, and then he's going here, and then she's gone, and then we don't see what happens to him. He's just looking for this girl. We it's don't the same room. Continue over looped. Over. It's like he's it's looping a, it's himself. A loop. It's okay. a loop, and she keeps asking for his help. Okay, so that is what I wasn't even positive. I just thought it was a big, yeah. big room. Okay, and the cafe, Roy's cafe, they actually shot the uh, the hitcher. Part of the history oh, there, the finger, oh, really? the finger scene, yeah, the French fries and the fingers, mm-hmm. or the finger, oh. the French fries, <laughs> <laughs> French fried fingers, <laughs> the fingers and the, fr- the French fries <laughs> and the fingers. Sorry, that's hilarious. Oh fuck, that's good. So then, then all of a sudden that ends, and we see as the viewer, we're not. But this is a little easier to, uh, of a transition. All of a sudden, a maid walks by, and she puts a "Do Not Disturb" sign on that door, and then. It cuts to these three girls, and then it goes on to their and their their chapter is called Siren. So, you know, you're left hanging with this guy in the beginning, and at first you don't know. I, I mean, I really I was kind of confused. Uh, it's it's a different type of format the way they loop it, but it's cool. So, you know, they're doing their thing, and of course, I didn't mention Larry Fessenden being the DJ, which is kind of narrative. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. He was he was terrific. He was terrific, and if you listen to what he said, it, it's it's kind of prophetic for each chapter. Yeah, very, very important to to pay attention to what he's saying. It definitely is, and uh, so I'm sorry, I got confused. Is was that bar called the Freezing Over? Wait, what? I'm sorry. The name of the place was called the Freezing Over. The place, the bar they stopped at in the, in the beginning, not the bar, but the fucking Roy's the, Cafe. The, it's Roy's Cafe. Okay, so the freezing over is later. It's another place. Okay, I know there's a place called the freezing over in this place, and uh, I think that's that's kind of clever that they call it that. But anyway, he's in room sixty two fifty five as well. That's his hotel room, and he's in there. And then we see the girl. The one girl is kind of like the main girl. Her name is Zoe. The girl Sadie. Flage. Sadie. Zoe. Sadie. Really? So mm-hmm. Sadie's the girl in the camouflage. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, she's a cute one too. Yes, Sadie, Kimberly, and Ava, what? a three-girl band that you learn used to be a four-girl band. Yeah. Right. And who the fuck is Zoe? Where am I getting that from? Ah, uh, you're making it up. Wow, I could have sworn clearly. It was Zoe. Oh, I'm <laughs> fucking losing it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so these people are these these three chicks are in a band together. They hung out. They, they're hung over. They're getting up. They're getting ready to go to their next gig. They're in this truck, and they're cruising. And then they get a flat tire, and then a couple comes across them, an older couple, kind of, like in their 50s or something, and they pull up, and they're like, well, do you need a ride, or we, we have, what do they say, we have, um, we can help you, or we have a friend that can change the tire or something yeah. like that? Yeah, they have a friend who has a tire. And the one girl is real standoffish about it. I don't blame her. I mean, I hope that's my daughter when she's 
you know, that age. No, that was good to see because she was yeah. actually reacting the way that you would hope to. She wasn't basically mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll get in the car. Yeah. But then ultimately, you know, they decide to go because honestly, probably in that situation, you'd wind up going anyway because they say the nearest town is like four hours back the other way and it's not even open until tomorrow to get a tire. Yeah. So they weren't going to just stay out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they were stuck and fucked. There was, there was, yeah. I guess AAA, they couldn't come because they didn't have the address. They didn't know where the fuck they were. They were on some road in the middle of nowhere, basically. Yeah. So, so then they go back to these people's house and you know, you know, it's, they almost, they almost come right out with it the way the couple's acting. They're acting very normal, but you can see that they're a little bit too cheerful, you know? Like, we've seen this too many times before where, it's probably going to be trouble. That, that's the vibe I got. Is that, is yeah, that and clearly they're, they're dressed and their house and everything is, like, from the past. <laughs> Everything's from, like, the 50s. Yeah. yeah. And when so, two crazy-looking twin boys show up, you know yeah. you're, you're, you're in for a hell night. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. get a, a really disgusting-looking piece of meat. Oh, that's yeah. evidently very delicious. Very delicious, except you start puking green and black vomit <laughs> yeah completely changes fucking see out. i would have been safe in this story because then the medicine that that he gives to the girls is milk and jews do not mix milk and da- milk and uh dairy and meat <laughs> so. well I'll, t- I'll tell you what i i would have been the f- i think we all would have been out of there when we started <laughs> making that prayer before the meal you know because uh, the way they said it oh divine one and we're yeah. going to bow to you and something about vessels and yep. uh, the master. I'm like, you don't pray to God that way when you pray. Check, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even Get before the that, the, the wife said something to to Sadie about, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry about Alex. And she's oh, like, what? Right. How, how the hell did you know that? Right. So there's that whole other thing about Alex. She feels guilty about this Alex, but no one else is hearing what she's saying. Yeah. The girl says it to her, and then later on someone else says something. Oh, no. The other girl says something about Alex to her. Yeah. And basically spells the whole thing out after dinner, because she doesn't eat the meat because she's a vegetarian. So her other two friends eat it, and after they eat the meat, first they get sick, and then the one girl starts talking shit to her about Alex, you went off and you fucked some guy. What was it? Do you guys even know what it was? You left. Uh, that she went off, she left her there to die. So somehow this girl got killed. Yeah. She's the fourth member of the band. She got killed, and the other girl was off hooking up with some guy. And this is she... this is probably the second story that's closest to like wanting a little bit more information, but it does give you enough little hints to figure out that ultimately her guilt is grounded in reason because she clearly had something to do and feels guilty and is guilty in some way they even flash a picture of the four of them and you can see on one end is Sadie and on the other end is Alex and Sadie's like giving Alex a dirty look really? in the picture yeah Oh, I didn't see that deep into that I did see one thing I saw that at one point there was like a beam behind a fucking glass that was looking at her yes yeah and then the boys say "Weren't weren't there four of you Right. There, there was this. Honestly, I, I'm I've pieced enough together in my mind anyway, where I'm starting to enjoy this movie more and more just as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really well done. However, 
And again, I don't know how to do this without spoilers, so I'm going to try no, to do this. No, because I know what you're going to say, and I, and, I, and I have the answer for it in the spoilers. I know, I know exactly what you're going to say. Okay. Okay. So let, let's, let's move on. There's a ritual. The girl goes to sleep. She wakes up, and she sees this ritual. And they're all practicing some type of witchcraft, and her two friends are completely involved. They're going to get eternal life, or they're never going to get old. They're telling them they're putting yeah. something on their head that are they're doing this shit to them. They're inducting these people into their fucking cult or whatever. And this girl that didn't eat the meat and it's, you know, bugging out about the dead friend and everything else. And, you know, she's been kind of standoffish the whole time. She's this, she, you know, one thing leads to another. She ends up getting away. She gets out on the street. As soon as she gets out on the street, it flashes over to some guy and he's talking to his wife and he's playing in his cell phone. He's sending her pictures. He goes, oh, you're going to wear black to this thing? She, whatever the fuck. He's fucking with his phone. And he ends up hitting the girl. The girl that just got away from this party gets fucking hit, flies in the air, boom. Takes a, a, a terrible accident. And then, you know, <laughs> this guy's name is Mitch. And, you know, he's bugging the fuck out. He tells his wife, I gotta call you back. And then he calls 911. His name's Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch is uh, from the beginning of the movie. Jack and... Jesus. Jack and Mitch. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I just love that Dave said. I like. I should let it go because Dave says it with such confidence. <laughs> this guy's name is Mitch. Uh, it's Lucas. <laughs> it is Lucas too. I know it is. What the fuck? Because he said it over and over again. Lucas. They're talking to him. Yeah. This 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 story was pretty easy to follow because it's really only one and a half characters yeah <laughs> funny it's so funny but can i lead up since i wasn't sure we were going to talk about her getting hit because i didn't know if that was spoiling it but you can't not talk about it because it leads into the next segment however i that, i was disappointed with how siren ended because it's like just about mm-hmm. to get good and it just ends so i did admit admittedly when i, I watched it i was just like what so that's where you're going, but then I was all aboard for the next segment because the next segment, the accident, was one of my favorites. Um, however, I thought Siren just ended it with like without any real resolution or without any real. No, uh, it, the resol- it, 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 I th- I'm telling you, I ha- I have okay. an explanation for it, right? But I, I would agree. have loved to have seen more. But there's a very simple explanation: things that were being said throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. and something that 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 happened, and that's why it ended the way it did. Yep, so we're, we're going to get into some fucking that... saucy spoilers, man. We'll I'll come back to yeah. saucy spoilers later. Yeah, saucy man. spoilers. Yep. <laughs> They're saucy, man. Saucy southbound spoilers. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Triple S. Yeah. So I got one thing right. I okay. can't get anybody's name right. Who is the, Who the fuck is Mitch? Is there a Mitch? <laughs> Mitch and Jack were the two guys at the beginning. Mitch is the one with the daughter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, his, and his name is Mitch. No, it's Lucas. Beautiful. <laughs> Some so the people. accident. So right. they're driving down that long road. <laughs> I thought this was shot well because it's just him. Yeah, and then girl, all really grossly bloodied and gross, and <sighs> calling nine one one. And I thought that was fantastic the way that he's sort of being walked through this, and they gets to the <laughs> creepy town, or he gets to the town. Sorry, and it's just desolate. Nothing yeah. there. I thought that was great, and how yeah. he was being walked through this process by the people on the phone, and he's got to help her, even though he has, has no medical experience whatsoever. They're walking him through a procedure to hopefully save her life. Well, just yeah. the fact that they asked him to pick up the girl and put her in her car was fucked up. Right then and there, I'm like, "What the fuck? 
Because that doesn't happen. You call 911. If they can't get you there, they never say, pick up the girl and fucking, she's twitching and this is going on. And they, At this point in know? the movie, though, even even from even from the opening scene, when you start to see those things outside the uh, the windows following them, you know we're not dealing with the ordinary world. Right, yeah. Yeah, I know. I just you don't, you don't know what's going on, but you know this is some crazy trippy shit. Yeah, and you know you can see those those things, those beings in every segment at one point or another. Those things yes. in the sky. Okay, I didn't know if you caught that or not. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty fucking badass. Yeah, it, it's, What's also very it's, badass is when he takes her out of the car into the hospital. <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> no, not that the when does the arm like or the leg sort of just fall off of her? He does tourniquet it, but then it or, falls off at some point. Yeah, I, I, it 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 was unsettling to say the least. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is the goriest segment by far." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was gory. It, it then, he's trying to put a, then he's trying to put a tube down her throat, and oh, oh. man, <laughs> I didn't like that at all. That part. Oof. And that's that's lightweight compared to what happens in the the two minutes following. Because <laughs> it's that I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." Uh, yeah, but what happens later on? If that ever happened to me, I'd be so gone by that time anyway. But the, anytime you're talking about tubes going in the nose or in the mouth and shit, it's that stuff that really happens when you're conscious in a hospital for a lots lots of different reasons. I could see that happening to, to to me easily. You know, even if you get food poisoning, they'll put a fucking tube in your in your in your uh, your throat or your nose or something. But you know, that's why I relate to that. That shit fucks me up. That's why it's disturbing. I could see it happening to me. Now, if you're talking about surgery and cutting me open, you know. Usually you're out when that happens. I mean, in this case, you she wasn't. But at that point, I would have said, "Just kill me. Do not cut me open. And try to massage my lungs." The poor girl couldn't talk. She couldn't do anything. Man, it was fucking impromptu surgery in a in an empty hospital, and this guy has to perform it. And I'll give him props for that because he hits the girl. He fucks up. He's on his phone with his wife, not paying attention to the road. He could have been a hit and run asshole. And he wasn't. He does the right thing. Does Which he? is, I think, what saves sort of saves him in the end. Does yeah, I, I don't know what to say here because I don't know if it's spoilers or not. But well, this I mean, is definitely spoilers because yeah. I think we might have mis- we might have different interpretations about well, this one. Well, wait to that part. But I mean, yeah. he says saves him in the end, and I'm okay to say that. In uh, the end, yeah. in the it's end, like, he uh, you know he does all the stuff. He has the surgery. They talk him through the surgery. They say do this. They say that fucking, you know, he has to massage the lung and he has to make some cuts and do this. And there's nobody in this hospital. So he has to perform all this surgery. He's putting tubes in her, all this shit. She's beyond fucked up. She is fucking on the way out. And he does all this stuff. He does everything he can to help her just by the direction of the people. A 911 on the phone, they say that there's a surgeon on there too. So all of a sudden he's talking to three people and they're talking to him in his fucking phones. And he's got his phone, and he's got you know he's got earbuds in, and he's talking to them, and he just follows their orders, and does the best he could, and then at the end of the day, you know, he leaves the hospital, and he drives off, and th- th- that's where it ends off, and then the next thing I oh it's such a it's such a great segment. The next thing I recall seeing is the girl in the phone booth, and she was one of the people on the phone with him. Yes, yeah. 
she actually wasn't one of the voices because I looked it up and I got confused because she actually wasn't one of the voices, but you're supposed to imply that she was in the narrative. Yeah, she yeah, was. in the narrative she wasn't, but but that's but that's I love I love that segment because I have a different interpretation of of that segment and we'll get into it. Oh, and uh, saucy. But <laughs> <laughs> so well, let, let's continue on then. So yeah. now this, this girl hangs up the phone. He says, can I do this or something? He's talking, but she says, okay, thank you. And then she hangs up the phone. So she was one of the people yeah. that was on the phone. He gets into a car, drives off, and she walks into the bar for the she next She walks segment. into the bar. I, I think that might have been freezing over. That might have been the bar. I know. Yeah, I believe that was the name of the bar. That was the one. So yeah. now she goes into this fucking bar. And, you know, she sits down, has a drink. She's talking to the bartender and whatever. Then this guy comes in with a gun and he's a fucking lunatic and you think he's gonna rob the place, but he's like, I'm out here to rob. I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for this girl. My sister's missing. And what's the sister's name? <laughs> what is the sister's I'm, name? I'm sorry, Dave. I just Is it Zoe? <laughs> it's Jesse. <laughs> okay. So he's looking for Jesse. And that's when all that shit happens that we talked about earlier. That he said, you know, I'm not here to rob you, but I'm here to. I need to find this girl. Has anyone seen this girl? And then, I don't know what the fuck. What happened after that? Why did the guy get ornery with him about saying this is no regular bar or something? Like, what did he do to cause that? Just because he was pointing the gun at them, asking where the girl was? Because it was no regular regular bar. He was. I know that. Yeah. But what what made him upset? Because the guy had the gun. I understand that if he comes and pointed the gun and they thought it was a robbery at first, of course that's a problem. But he says, no, I just want to know where my sister is. Can anybody help me find my sister? He evidently doesn't belong there. Well, yeah. Clearly. Right, right. Okay, so they're not going to help him, basically. No. But somehow, one thing leads to another, something happens, we get a good fucking gore scene there. Yeah. with With the guy's arm. The, the the bard patron that was talking tough. And he thought it was going to lead to something. Like I said before, he thought he was going to morph into something else and it was going to be like fucking from dusk till dawn. You know? Like you went into the wrong bar. You could have chose all these bars, you walked into here and we're all fucking werewolves or something. That's what I thought it was going to be. Or like a Bronx Tale where they lock the door. He's like, now you can't leave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't exactly happen. And the bartender some gets in the car with the yeah. guy with the gun. Yeah, he kidnaps the bartender. And he says, I know where this girl is. I've seen this girl. Is Am I right so far? You're right. So then they go to this place, and it's like the site of some convenience store. And maybe that's the fucking frozen over. I don't know. But they, they go to some convenience store. It's all going to come out later when we get into spoilers, you know? Yeah. I, I know about this. He takes the guy for a ride. That shit was crazy. When they get there and he has, and, and he's like, yes, uh, you got to come over here. And then he's like, what are you talking about? Is it just the side of a building? And the guy puts his hand over his eye. And when that fucking tattoo, he has a tattoo on his hand of an eye. And the fucking eye blinks. Oh, man. That shit was fucking awesome. Yep. Seriously, that was a good effect. And then, what, there's a secret door they go into or something? Yeah, goes into the tattoo parlor. That's what the eye does for this guy. Yeah. He's got this tattoo, and the eye causes him to see things that everybody else can't see. So he's involved in some fucked up shit. And he, yeah, some door opens. They go in this door, and it's this tattoo parlor. Par- parlor. Yeah, I can talk. Tattoo <laughs> parlor. 
<laughs> and the next thing you know, he sees his sister. She's giving somebody a tattoo. Something's going on. She goes out. She's happening. She's happy. And <laughs> next thing I know, there's an exploding head. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Didn't that guy's fucking head explode? Yeah. Yeah, man. Didn't the guy blow it off? The fuck yeah, he blew the... his head off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exploding head, man. I, I, I had to make a note of that. Yeah. And then on the way there, they're told not to go into the desert. The bartender says, don't go into the desert. Because he said something about going in there for some reason. Or he's like, no, you can't go in there. So then, you know, what happens yeah. there? He gets the he, he takes the sister and drives into the desert. She doesn't want to go, though. She right. She to stay. But he sees her and he's like, she's like, you look so old. He goes, I've been looking for you for 13 years, he 13 says. 13 years, yeah. So he hasn't seen his sister in fucking 13 years. She's been missing. He's been hunting. Yeah. So, and then she doesn't want to leave, but then he blows the guy's head off, and they go off, and they're driving, and yeah, like you said, he said she she said the same thing. Don't go in the desert. And he's like, I gotta go somewhere. I don't know how and why that happened exactly. He was trying to trying to rescue her, but there's revelations about what happened. She tells the story, and then you just you you know what's ultimately gonna happen, and eventually. It ends with, with her heading back to the tattoo parlor. And right before she goes into the tattoo parlor, she sees around the corner a girl looking at her. And it turns out to be um, Jem, the daughter from the next segment, from the way in. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm leaving out what happens in the desert and stuff and, and the revelation of it. That's you know, okay. just, you know, till spoilers and stuff, but... Right. But basically, when she's back at the tattoo parlor, she sees Jem, and she's like, what are you looking at? And then the girl turns around and walks back with her family, and what, were they getting ice cream or something? I don't know what they were doing. They're, they're... I, don't know, I don't know where they were. I forgot now, but they were somewhere. They were getting something, and they were mm-hmm. about to head home. Well, because there was a restaurant. The tattoo parlor was hidden on yeah, the side in the of, back. A, of a restaurant. Yeah, right. yeah so they were, they were leaving the restaurant or whatever, and... The mother, father, and daughter. Yeah, then they all get together and they leave and they say something's going on. They, they make it look like she's getting ready to go to college or something. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. That she's she's about ready to leave for college. And then they go to some condo or something like that, and it's it's the same address as uh, what do you call it, sixty two fifty five, as the hotel room of the guy in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, which which I thought was pretty cool. And they go in there, and then. Yeah, they're in this hotel room. Then all of a sudden, it's. Did, did you guys find it weird that all of a sudden the guy immediately looks outside the window and he says, "Call fucking nine one one." All they because were there for, they were there for a bit and there was a noise or something. Yeah, there was There's knocking. Some, there was yeah. knocking on the door, the and knocking. then there was knocking yeah. at the back door. Yeah. So, yeah, but then, so the knocking was the, the catalyst there. Right? Yeah. Okay, maybe that was it. See, I just I, I took it as he heard a little noise. He looked outside the window. He saw a person staring at him. And immediately he tells his family, call 911. I'm like, damn, it's, you know, I yeah, he heard He heard knocking at the front, then he went there, he looked, no one was there. He heard knocking at the back, and then he knew something was up. So he justified in that call, you're saying? Yeah. Okay, all right. All right. I, for some reason, I must not have noticed both knocks. I just, it seemed to me like the dude looked out the window and he saw a person standing there and he said, call the cops. I was like, what? But okay, all right. <laughs> So then next thing you know, it becomes a home invasion at this point, and these people come in, and how about those masks they had on? Creepy. Creepy, Right? 
Great. You know what they look like? They look like masks of just other people. Yes. Right? The one kind of look like, um, you know that cop that, 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 that pissed on the grave in fucking town? Yes! I was just about to say it looked like Billy. <laughs> Billy! Yeah, the second guy. Yes! yes. <laughs> I can't believe you made that connection. I, I was thinking that. I'm like, it looked like Billy. But I'm like, I'm not going to say it. And you say it. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's hilarious. That <laughs> is awesome. Holy fuck. And, and the, Billy Newton, the puppet. Billy Newton! <laughs> <laughs> and the other guys, they were cool masks because they just looked like yeah, I, I want to say this. They're 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 supposed to look like like these famous people, but not really like sea actors that I've seen before. I don't know. It is weird. I, I don't know how else you can describe it. I, I don't know. They had these masks on, and then I don't know. The guy came in. They come in the fucking in the hotel or the condo, whatever the hell it was, and it seems like they're whispering something to the one person, to the guy, and to the wife or something. They whisper to the wife. About the husband, because she says, "Why are you doing this?" Oh, okay. She says, "Why are you doing?" Okay, and then they let the girl go. Cause doesn't the girl come out and like cause a fucking stink? And then yeah, she she like she stabs uh, one of them because there's three of them. She stabs one of them and hits him with a bat. But then they ultimately let her go. They tell her to go. Literally, yeah. they, they said go. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? They let this chick go? Yeah. And- and then, uh, once again, all of a sudden, you see a guy take out a, uh, one of the guys with the masks takes out a picture of the girl, and he shows it to fucking, who was the husband or the wife? The husband. And it's the same picture of the girl that we saw in the beginning, when the two guys were driving in the truck, cruising away, and the guy was holding a picture of a girl. Yep. So... I guess that's where we leave it at, right? That's... I, I think that's a perfect place to leave it. Yeah, okay. So, so now I guess we can go into spoilers now. Is there anything else to add before? Should we rate it first? Yeah, yeah, we can rate it first. Well, it's difficult to rate, uh, to get my I, final rating because I wanted, I, I, if I can get some explanation into... Right, I agree. Do the first yeah. rating. That's why we created two ratings. Do the fucking, the, the head rating. Okay. For well, now. my head was half blown. I said right now you. my head my head was half blown. I agree. My head's half blown right now, too. Yep. Make that one and a half heads blown. <laughs> <laughs> so combine uh, one head completely blown and one half. <laughs> okay. So one and a half heads blown, which is a, which is a pretty good rating. And let, let, I guess we'll get into spoilers. We'll, we'll count them down. Five, four... Three, two, one. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay. Where are we going to start? Okay, well, I'll start with this. So we're under the impression that everyone here is in limbo or purgatory? Everyone is dead. Everyone is dead. Everyone is dead and is in purgatory, limbo. With no chance to escape. The only ones who I believe have a chance of getting out are the ones that the the creatures come out of. They're so what's con- the they're mom- considered what? They're the lost souls. Holy fuck! Wow, really? That just happens to be that family, though. 
The only it didn't, co- it didn't come out of the father though, because he was bad. It didn't come out of the father. I thought it came out of the father and the mother and the daughter, and that was it. So I thought they were getting revenge, and they even said it in the beginning. No, the they father said, was bad. The father was a bad dude. I understand that because he supposedly killed he the killed. other girl. Who yeah, he was probably he was probably a, a rapist and a killer. Right. Girl, the picture for everybody that. Yeah, uh, Catherine, yeah. Mitch's Mitch's daughter from the first segment. Okay, so wait a minute. So okay, so it can't be the guy, but it can be the girl and her mother as being those. Beings. Notice how the monsters do not surface and start coming out until after Jack and Mitch kill Jem. They were not supposed to kill Jem. Even though they let her go and she came back, they were still right. not supposed to kill her because she was not bad. Well, neither was the wife, really. Just the only one that was bad was the husband. They were just retaliating for what yes, happened to his but, daughter. but trying to break this cycle, they were only going to break this cycle if they let the daughter live. So wait, okay. Now I'm confused. Because I'm thinking that everybody's on their way to hell and they're in fucking purgatory or limbo. They're not on their way to hell. They're on the, they are in hell and they're just going to keep repeating this over and over until they break the cycle. Nobody redeemed themselves. Everybody, this, it's just going to continuously play on a loop because none of them in any of the stories redeemed themselves. Well, Which is why we end that first segment the way we do. That's how it ends for him, really. It just is a continuous loop. It's it, that's what I got from it. I agree, yeah. and that's badass because that would be hell when they're in the same loop yeah. and they keep coming to the same place. Absolutely, that's totally. His daughter's screaming for help or whatever like that. Oh, God. yeah, he yes. has to go back and watch uh, that over and over because uh, in the awful. end, he killed someone else's daughter. Because he fucked up. He yes. killed someone else's daughter. He did the very crime that he was getting revenge for. And then with the girls, with with um, with Siren, with the three girls, the reason why Alex got hit by the car and ultimately died as a result is because throughout the whole story, everybody's referencing, I wish you didn't leave Alex, um, Sadie. They're referencing to Sadie, I wish you didn't leave Alex. Why did you leave Alex? And then at the very end of, this, of Siren, when her friends are in trouble, they're at the ritual, she kicks them and leaves them there and runs away. She leaves her friends again. So she's doomed to repeat this and keep dying, getting hit by that car over and over. Well, why? what about her friends? What did they do so wrong? Why are they fucking Satanists now? They didn't do anything wrong. She just wasn't supposed to leave them. Why my, guess if, my guess if she if she had stayed, no matter what the outcome would have been, if they attacked her or whatever, she, her soul would have been saved. Why are they being punished? Why are those two girls being punished? They're innocent, correct? Why are they fucking in hell? That's what I don't get. Mm. See what I'm saying? That's... Mm. I think it's just her limbo. I think it's fucking... I keep calling her Zoe. What's her name? <laughs> okay, so I think it's just... They're not actually there, but they're in not... her mind they're there. Yeah, they might not... They, you know what? That okay. could be. They might, that We can make sense of it that way. They might not actually be there, but... Right, it's her hell. But the whole point is, is that her guilt for killing Alex, her chance at redemption in here is to save her friends and she doesn't do it which is why that segment just ends it just ends because because we're really following her story here yeah we're just following her once she's hit it's over i mean i would have loved to know what the hell was going on with the whole witchcraft stuff but it was still okay for me i can dig it but i'll tell you what the accident yes he gets away he does the right thing and he gets off. Oh, he doesn't do the right thing though. Oh, okay. What's he, he doesn't? Because 
because oh, oh. he's trapped in the hospital and he says <laughs> he sa- even says he's talking to the the people on the phone he says I don't deserve this right and oh. then and then the once he says I don't deserve this you know it, it wasn't my fault and then he, they tell him to find the locker room so what mm-hmm. he does he goes to the locker room yeah he changes his outfit and uh, what he's actually doing is putting on the same outfit he's wearing, just a clean version of it. He goes outside to his car, gets into a brand new car, which happens to be the same car, just not all cracked up. And he drives off, not taking responsibility for what he did. And he's doomed to drive down that highway, southbound again, to hit her again. And keep playing it over and over on a loop. Really? Yep. See, I didn't get that from it. I thought that... Because he did the right thing and did everything in his power to save her and blew off his wife and said, this and that, I did something wrong, let me save this chick. I was on the phone, it's a bad thing, but I'm not evil for it. So I'm going to try to, you know, make amends. So I thought he did everything he could to help her. And at the end, they let him go. They gave him a new car, they gave him new stuff, and they said, okay, you're clean, you can go off. And you've No, I, I, if you notice, he puts the headphones back on and they're clean. It's, it's, bas- it's the same outfit. It's just in the same car. It's just everything's clean again, so he's going to go repeat it. And I think it has to do with him not taking responsibility for it and thinking, I don't deserve this. Wow. Wow. What did you think, Christian? Did you, were you thinking like I was that he got off? No, I, but it's funny. Uh, Brandon just totally flushed it, flushed it, flushed it, flushed it all out. And it, that's, I think, where my mind was going. Um, but definitely my head just exploded from his explanation in a good way. Cause that's, that's right. I, yeah. I think that does just make total sense. I didn't think he got away. It was left on a very odd note. Cause he, he, like she did die in his arms and then they laughed and it was up to it. Like he was blaming them for it and he, that he wasn't supposed to be there and he's a good person. This and the other thing. So yeah, it yeah. Was left kind of, in he made reference that she came out of nowhere. There was nothing I could do. He never once said, I'm so sorry. Wow. You know, maybe maybe it wasn't even about taking responsibility. Maybe it was about being remorseful. Yeah, I understand. Maybe. He he did everything textbook. What what you should do? You know, tried to call for help, get her get her help, this and that. But he just wasn't remorseful in the end. Damn, it's funny because yeah, I wasn't. I think that was one of the things I needed the closure on the the siren leading into that because it just felt like it ended, and I did want to know more about her friends there and the cult, but it was really about the other girl. And then the accident, I just wanted to see what you what your take was on that. And, and Jailbreak was pretty much sort of the same idea. It's someone trying to... So, like, I guess, was he in hell or was he trying to break her out of hell? Because that's how My I guess, was looking at it. Well, did you but, notice he he had a tattoo also? Hmm. Didn't he, Danny? The one who's looking for his sister? I don't remember. I'm pretty no, sure I, he had I, I a tattoo recall. also. And I think the bartender asked him, where did you get that tattoo? Meaning he didn't deserve that tattoo. He wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't supposed to be there. But he, bro- he broke in there to try to get his sister out. Oh, wait ulti- a minute. I think that he was a bad guy. I think that him and his sister both killed their parents. No, the sister no, killed the, the sister parents. Admitted, the, the sister admitted to it. The I thought sister- they both did it together. And that's why he got his comeuppance at the end with fucking in, in, in the desert. Because he was bad. No, I think he got it because he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, he wasn't he supposed to go out in the her. desert. He wasn't supposed to be there. He didn't it's belong. It's just that simple? Okay. Yeah. All right. And fucking, she's in hell and doesn't she's, realize it's in hell, and that's why she's comfortable with it. She's where, she's where she wants to be. But it, that's I the scary part of it. it. Yeah. 
you know I think what? she does realize that she. I think she's like one of those stories where she's just like evil. I and don't. She just and she knows it. I don't think that she realized. I think that that's the scary thing about hell is that when you're there, you can't even tell. That's what that, that's what's fucked up. She thinks that she's doing okay, but she's she's really in hell and she doesn't realize it at this point. She's she's comfortable being there, but you know. She might not might not know have a label for where she is, whether it's hell or purgatory. But she knows she's not in a good place. But she's with people that she belongs with. She's with other bad people. Yeah, but she should be getting punished if she's in hell. Correct. I just think this. I don't know. I think that's part of the punishment that you don't even realize you're there. That's like the scariest thought of it all. That you're fucking. I know. See, it's pretty deep because it it, it taps into fucking. Religious thoughts and hell and yeah. and purgatory, with us, which is a Catholic thing. And, and this will be a good movie to watch with subtitles on and really get everything that um, Larry Fessenden is uh, is saying and really. Oh, I know what he said. I have. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I know what he's saying, but you know, to really just just to deep or really pay attention to every word, just to see if there's anything hidden that that you might have missed, but. Well, he you know. does, he, he's very much like, he says something about being able to get out at one point. He yeah. says, hold on and don't ever let go. Sometimes it's positive. And then he says something like, you can't undo what's been done. Nobody's going to buy your bullshit or something like that. And, yeah, and that's basically why that they repeat themselves because they're all full of shit. And it'll continue forever like that until they break. And then ultimately, once the cycle's broken, then they could either... Go to heaven or hell, I guess. I, I view it more as a purgatory. So nobody... That's what I'm saying. So yeah, it is like a purgatory, but you think that everybody fails. Everybody failed in the movie, yes. It's a purgatory, and everybody fucking ends up in hell. Nobody does the right thing. Well, no, they don't end up in hell. They just have to keep repeating it. Which that, well, that would be hell, wouldn't you Yeah. Think? So it's So is it hell, or is it purgatory? I mean, that's one of the things It's right. like... You could argue it both ways, but it's southbound. I think, the, and it's a pentagram. The but whole thing, right? It just keeps going. It just—it never. There's no end. That's, that's deep shit. That's it. Yeah. It sounds like fucking hell to me. That's like repetition. You know, <laughs> it's just like the same bad things happening over and over and over again. Holy fuck! That's that's crazy. See yeah, that? And, and in the final story, you could kind of take it that the the parents. And um, and the daughter that the daughter is much like the friends in Siren that she might not be dead but she's just a figment of maybe Mitch and Jack's imagination and they're supposed to let her live and not do what they're trying to avenge which is the death of his daughter yeah but ultimately she comes back and and they kill her and then the the lost souls creatures pop up and they get out of there and they chase them into town and it and they pull into Roy's diner and it starts back up again. Damn. And what about the freezing over? See that's like a that's a representation to hell. Yeah. You know, that's like a you know, a nod if you yeah. it's fucking There's a lot there. I mean I mean look, this is all on first time watch. That's why right. I think we've all said that this movie mm-hmm. is just gonna not only is it definitely worth buying, but it's going to be a multiple view i'm going to love to hear um if they have director's commentaries or any sort of commentaries on the uh on the release but 
I was I was so blown away by this film, and like we was said earlier, the, mu- the, the music and the and the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, I, that soundtrack. Yeah. What's I, the I, I, I loved all the music and all the, the the scores and everything in it. It was just it was great. The gifted. The gifted. Yeah. The gifted. Phenomenal. Damn, they did good. It was like an old carpenter fucking. Yeah, because I'm I'll be the first one to say that sometimes I don't really notice the music even in movies that are notorious for having great music. Because mm-hmm. I usually get, but that that was like one of the first thing I noticed when it started. I was like, "Oh, I'm really digging the score and all the music in this." Man, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say, you know, you know, whatever my num- final number is going to be, I, I, I still say this is a head explosion. Pleasantly surprised because I had heard very mixed reviews. I can't so wait to watch it, it. Mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's one of those films that's going to have very mixed reviews. I mean, I mean, all films pretty much do. You know, there's there's very few films, you know, unless they're all time classics where where you hear no one say anything but positive things. But you know, with it being a modern film, people will shit on it. But not me. No, no. Why would you? I mean, if if it's good, it's good. And I can only see my grade going up. You know, I. Mine's already gone up. Mine's yeah, gone up. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even write down a grade to be honest. I don't have, I didn't have a grade written down for. I had a ballpark for where I wanted to be for Tales from the Hood. It wasn't really going to change, but I didn't write it down for this one. I definitely, I definitely didn't write it down because I knew that the conversation and finding out a few things and seeing what you guys thought about certain things was going to influence it, you know, one way or the other, and it definitely influenced it positively. Mine's fluctuated so much it's ridiculous because. I watched it, and I said one thing about it. Then I started reading this afternoon, and then I bumped it up some more just because of what I was reading. I was like, yeah. okay, wait a minute, check that. And i got to watch it a second time. Then talking tonight, it went up more. So it's been like, and I really can't wait to watch it the second time. Yeah, this that's... was this was a this was a great film. Really beautifully shot. All the directors did a great <laughs> job. It flowed really well. It didn't feel like, um, well, there were four four groups of directors it didn't feel like four different movies right and the acting was good there was, there was no yeah, problem the, act, with, the acting was very good yeah nothing wrong with the acting nothing yeah. wrong with the script there was there was good blood and gore things yep. like that which i wasn't expecting usually you ever notice that you don't tend to see a whole lot of the good stuff like that in anthology movies i've noticed you don't they're not usually not gory or bloody at all and each segment had something like that happening and not over the top but enough to satisfy us in the soundtrack do you you think this is an anthology that could spawn uh sequels i mean obviously it wouldn't be the same people but maybe larry uh fessenden as uh the dj again telling fresh tales definitely i don't know i i I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to see it because this one was so well done. I mean, it wouldn't right. obviously ruin this one for me. No, but but it could be. It could be. I just find this this one so original. And, Very original. You know, I just don't think that they can reproduce something like that. I don't know, but you never know. I, I've said that before, and sequels have come out. But on top of that, most of the times the sequels aren't as good. So, that I, I wouldn't mind it staying just the way it is and without a sequel. You know, let the, let the, let these people that did this and that are responsible for for VHS movies go on to something else and and do something different. Tackle on you know tackle a different idea next time like they did with this. They, I mean, they brought it with this movie. So why yeah. can't they, why can't they bring it with 
a different concept again. Absolutely. So, yeah, shit. Wow. So we so got anything else? Yeah, no, what are No, no. What do you got? Anything else? Before, before we get our numbers out there? <laughs> <laughs> the numbers. The shit. Well, I'm going to give my number, and I don't know. It, it might go up because they've only watched it once. It's already gone up just from discussion and from, from you know, reading about it. But right now, I'll play it safe, and I'll say 8 out of 10. I don't want to go too high and then regret it later, but I can always go up later and then feel good about it. So yeah. I'll say 8. That's where I am. 8 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to come in with an 8 as well. Wow. And that and that came up. I was I was at seven and a half, and honestly, I'm feeling even better about it. I was gonna go as high as eight and a half, but I'm gonna wait for another viewing. But yeah, this is one that ultimately could could continue to climb. It's weird. I went from six to seven to eight. <laughs> when I finished the movie last night, I said six. Then I read today. I read an IMDb, and I read some other places, and I was reading about it at my daughter's class. I had like an hour to myself. And I was just reading about it and different theories and shit. And I was like, okay. Then I brought it up to seven. Then we talked tonight and it went up to eight. So That's just, awesome. Yeah, it just keeps going up. Now, the, the second view better fucking represent. That's all I can say. I actually we'll wanted to watch this right over again. So Me too. That's always, that's always actually a good sign when you finish a movie and you're like, you know what? I might just start that over. <laughs> And not yeah. because I'm falling asleep during it, just because I want to actually <laughs> enjoy it again from the beginning. Absolutely. I'm just glad that Brandon didn't want to jerk off because fucking he was bored by it. That, that's the best uh, news, you know? Loved it. Loved like, it. All right. Nice. See? I thought you were going to shit on it. No. Cool. Cool. So eights all around. 24 total. A little bit short of, of uh, Hall of Fame. <laughs> One of these days, though, one of these days we're going to get a Hall of Famer 28. Maybe next show. Of course, we don't know what we're doing yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> we should just review a classic just to get something in the Hall of Fame. Just just to have it out there, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, that'll do it. This has been a long, jam-packed show. Yeah. We're, all t- we're, all, we're all tired. It's late. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully you guys have had a lot of fun listening. So, we will see you again in a couple weeks for episode eight, which, like I said, we don't know what it is. But we'll keep you posted. <laughs> that's right, we will keep you posted. Absolutely. So, everybody, uh, like I say all the time, find us We're on Facebook at EH Horror Podcast on Twitter. Go to Horophilia, check us out, spread the news, and get shit going on. Exploding Heads, Horror Podcast, the one and only. And uh, you got anything else before we say goodbye? Yeah. Good night. Good night, everybody. Glad to hear like last year. Peace.